0: Block Talk Radio
1: Throughout the ages, the ruling elite.
2: with the mind let it be known my tone is the new paradigm on my power, put my CD on your shrine to repeat my name at least nine times. I avoid bullshit like Moses the swine. On the 80s spades and King of Diamonds combined. This for your astrology oracles that know the true time. Supreme Divine changing waters to no I'm all other shit like the return of the mothership in the bedroom. immortals I'll never fear you. I can't even hear you. Your frequency is too low. You couldn't feel me if I was near you. Your vibrate ain't too slow. I study you whack, whack-back cast like I study plots in the movie. Uh, you act, the rap, that don't move me. Got my people fucked up. Works with clouds like Gucci, Rick Ross and Cheesy. Shit is so sleazy and cheesy. Pull up, does my ears deceive me? I heard somebody say the best rapper was Wheezy. Please, Jesus, none of your seeds can see me. Never. How you the force of invisibility? I moon ride, deliver. the manifestation of that dark matter energy. A high priest of the hoochie, the messenger Mercury. I'm a warrior of Mars, I work the cosmic stars. I communicate my tongue, I put a Fucking man made laws, I waking souls on tours. The Syrian, no. Syrian Atlantic, Kim my more. A royal immortal, one of the Magi of the Serpent Order. what of the sword, it's sheep flowing water. My presence felt like that symbol of the woo. An ancient superhero, the black Doctor Who. Looking down on you from on top of a pyramid view. So pay respect when the gods walk through. What you wanna do? I travel with the paddle room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm a I'm robber. robber. Who's, Who's that? that? It's all about race with these black cars. It's all about racing with these black cars. They wouldn't put my face on these black cars. They wouldn't put a link in my backyard. They wouldn't yeah, give yeah. a diplomatic status in a conscious community, which would only mean we will kill you with impunity. Which would only mean we will kill you for the mutiny, which would only mean we could kill you for your coonery. I appear tall cause I'm standing on the shoulders of the giants, molars of the tyrants. When I heat up in the course, I'm colder than Brian. My soul is older than tyrant. who we'll move the kingdom battle. In The cold of the plants with the cold of defiance, We with made by fighter lifestyle. Walking the bloods in the crib. We was walking the yard, and out red pill crib walking with us. You were now talking to God, devils in a red dress, talking to God. In my charts, I got New York in my cars, planets in Atlantis and Brooklyn overlooking central Brooklyn. The central missiles got my missiles looking so go water. Potions, is morphine, ocean, 14, marriage, empire, no knowledge, blowing bread. And ever since the merger, we've been living like the Prince of Persia, the palace, like Houston, Let's not forget the Dallas Knights, Kitty Biscuits on my arm. Let's not forget the Dallas Knights. Run away from parasites, run away from poverty's paradise. On the midnight train to Georgia, no flatest nights, night, no walk no laughing cafe, no cafe. All well, you get is pills from the red. The are anti-soho. Count of points self-pro profile. Sending out chills to the feds. Fuck a label deal. They giving up meals for a tent. Right. We focus on a bigger picture, like world conquest. While you niggas is focused on dancing contests. The rental notes of Francis Conquest. The earth is shaking, the pillars is weak. This was spoken revelation, The killers is me. These niggas falling up, they swear about a million a week. We're still in the streets. Other than that, niggas still in the sweets. Presidential top floor. Chantin' down Babylon with the chop claws. Black books are seminal. Black books built up so with generals. Underworld criminals. supporting so in the work is so, so minimal. Frontline soldiers, never no subliminal. Alchemists engaged in war. It's sometimes mineral, sometimes genetic, and sometimes chemical. Chill. So, uh-huh. yeah i up in the 2012 1111 11 is the portal I'm at the helm of common inside face Feel that I'm out of place What I speak in common as I vanish without a trace Then go within myself, that's where answers The questions lie, keep it all fluorescent As I strengthen my inner eye Feeding my violent flames, in my border seas Hip-hop was original, all I see now Is forgery, back in ancient Kemet They studied the mystic art, the main lesson taught was operate from the heart uh, Imagine a sacred kingdom of elders That came before to pass it on to those they're masses, omnivores, they eating up anything. Time for a fast yo, My hands are full, uh, my feet are a brass. The crystals that resonate, cause life can ever last. Multidimensional, and with that, I conclude a class. Teach it. scribe of all laws, got the secret. Enclosed three states, it take seven lifetimes to reach it. In this space of time, I write they try to breach it. The example, ask for ethics and what's needed. you will just believe it, but see me what I receive it. Translated, I action, act like telekinesis a I'm at my free, it's at my office for the glass.
1: We are here for another historic pairing. It's going to be a colossal night. You know what I'm saying? We are actually rocking for three hours. Yes, sir. I am joined. I am joined by my co-host, brother, Red Pill Peace. Peace to the family. Peace to KTL family. Peace to the universe, to the galaxy. Islam, hope, tech.
3: That was
1: Legends of the Guardian. You know what I'm saying? That is the next single. You feel me? I'm actually, I'm going to keep it funky and drop the Z share link in the chat room right now. You know what I'm saying? We do not want to starve the family of this one. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, they said it. Reptile sound, sound muffled here on the uh on the headphones and what have you. Can you you hear me better right now? Yeah, we hear you a little better right now. Yeah, let me know. know Because I got a lot of things we're gonna be building tonight. So I need to be loud and clear. Yeah. yeah. We we need to be very clear with our communications tonight because some things need to be set straight. So you know, no further ado, before I get into that though, I, I do wanna explain that um Legends of the Guardian features Amun Ra, you know, your brother Red Pill, our younger brother Arc Degree, uh our brother the scales, and then of course I finished it off, the blue pillar, you know what I'm saying, helm to put together by the legendary ghetto shaman, of course, you know what I'm saying. Um this is a monumental project. The video will be dropping On the 13th, you know what I'm saying, we are really staying in tune with our ritual, so please look forward to that. I'm talking about this video is astronomically colossal, like, the ancestors came down and and bore witness to this, and you will be able to actually see them in this video. It's real talk, like, it's beyond metaphysics, like, this shit is supernatural, so please do look out for that, you know what I'm saying, like I said, drop the audio, enjoy that family, that's for the family you know what I'm saying, that is the national anthem um, representing the, the upper and the lower now which we understand to be the 85 and 95 interstate, you know what I'm saying yeah. so you got somebody from repping the ATL, you got somebody repping Athens, Georgia on there you got the brother Scales representing Flint, Michigan, of course you got us representing Brooklyn Harlem and the Bronx you know what I'm saying and, um, it's just colossal, man. You know what I mean? Brothers is about to go on tour and all that in Europe, so it's major, major, major things taking place. And, you know, with the good comes the bad. But it's all celestial at the end of the day. You feel me? Yeah, so, um,. Yeah, and the, and the track is produced by our brother R. Will out of the Bermuda Triangle, you know what I'm saying, a fire triangle, and um, that's nation building, you know what I'm saying, that's representing all corners of the continental United States, and that's definitely what we're going to be speaking about with our esteemed guests tonight, you know what I'm saying, this whole aspect of really putting together this national movement and really putting the face and an identity to Morris yes. and the Morris National mm-hmm. Divine Movement. Uh, no. yes, and more yes, and also the Moorish Renaissance and the Moorish Renaissance history that needs to be talked about because this is the mystery this is the hidden history, this is information that's not talked about in these lodges, they're not talked about in many of these organizations they're not talking this is not talked about in the streets, this is not talked about in the schools. Shout out to Sister Tahira. I did a presentation at a um, junior high school today. Earlier today, I brought my little man with me, Amir. You know what I'm saying? We both turned it out. You know what I mean? I talked to them about hip-hop. So it was a um, a condensed version of Fear of a Black Planet. You know what I mean? And they were eating it up. They were loving it. And I was actually blown away by the wisdom that the babies did. The, the wisdom that comes out of the mouth of babes. They're so innocent, and yet they still have so many questions. So, Oh, the yeah, they app. want to know. They're very inquisitive. Yeah, shout, shout out to, it to the, the brother, me. Philip Muhammad. Okay. Yeah, shout out to Philip A. Muhammad. Shout out to Hakeem Green, Channel Live. Shout out to Luke. Young Guru, Jay-Z engineer, who was on the panel yesterday. Shout out to NY Oil. Salute to Supernova Slum. Salute
4: to beautiful
1: Luke. C-Asia. Salute. Salute. <laughs> To all of the people that showed up yesterday in Newark for the Stop the Violence Hip Hop Call to Action panel discussion, salute Black Dot. My bad. Oh, um, of course. The Black
3: we get, uh, when we get the, we get the
1: video for this, everybody who was interested in the hip hop universe, everyone who was a part of this, which which is everyone. Um everyone is who who is interested in saving their ba- the babies from these from the gang violence from these streets. Everyone who is interested in uplifting themselves with some knowledge. You must. What was the brother's name who uh the the Panther who was there and the other brother, if you got the the name, the brother that was a prisoner before, now he's a doctor. Um, this particular brother works right at a mega Ever college right here in Brooklyn. I'm going to drop his name in a second. The uh, the, the Panther I didn't quite get his name, you know what I'm saying? But we will be getting him on the show because he's bringing a very important message, and that's why all of this talk, gossip, and distraction is going on. Nobody's dealing with preparation for survival, you know what I'm saying? What if the lights go out tomorrow, you know what I mean? If you can't play no DVDs, it's not even going to matter at the end of the day. So what yeah. about preparation? I'm saying this thing is getting stupid real for people to be engaged in so much nonsense and be giving their time and energy to that. So he kept it extra funky. We have to get him on the show because people need a wake-up call. You know what I'm saying? Um, Early. The brother's name is Devon Pryor. He's a Ph.D. He earned his Ph.D. while he was behind the wall and incarcerated. You know what I'm saying? And the other brother we talking about is a historic he panther. Last night with me with the information and the way that he dropped it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's, he's, he's he he lined it up. He dropped some exquisite information and the way he put it together was wonderful. I mean, when it comes to, to, to our melanated brothers and sisters, man, there's never like a a a lack a savviness, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to delivering these particular messages. But um you know, where we gonna have to become known for more for is our needs and, and how we actually are implementing these things that we're speaking about. And um you know, that's pretty much what the call to action was about yesterday, like getting hands on. You know what I mean?
3: Stopping Even phones, made it
1: actually going outside in these hoods and, and doing physically and doing something.
3: Building something,
1: yeah. something, yeah. something repairing something. You know that's going to happen is going to be the actual display of action. We we already built for the people. They came out in droves to the event yesterday, and they got a chock full of information. And if anybody walked in there confused, they did not walk out of there uh, confused anymore. You understand? At because all. The record was set straight. They were basically deprogrammed and reprogrammed, and basically they are ready to put in that work. You know what I mean? So the next event that we have, it's not going to be it's not going to be necessarily a panel because the panel was the introduction, and everybody agreed that the next time they come, that they're going to bring at least three or four people. The next time that uh, we form, we're basically going to the streets now. From behind the closed door, we're hitting the streets. We're either going to build something that day, we're either going to destroy something that day, or we're even going to and, and we're going to heal something that day, guaranteed. That's the mission. You know what I'm saying? It's the next phase to the lectures. It's the next phase to the panels and things like that. We're dealing with not survival because our back's against the wall, but more so survival to build for a future. We're not doing this in fear. We're doing it in love. Do you understand? You roger that. So, you know, that's going to be the – that's that's definitely going to be that that and we're taking this on the road. This is going on a road that's gonna tie into Save Our Streets Tour that the Americas Empire and Note Alleged Media is putting forth. That's also gonna coincide with that. It's gonna come a day where you're just gonna see all of us in a room together. The whole the whole the whole uh society, the whole nation. Because at this point it has gotten that serious. You do know, you understand? The camaraderie yeah. and unity and a show of unity and a show of camaraderie is the call to action at this point i'm not dealing with yo yeah we cool and we down and all of that and i feel what y'all saying hell no i don't want to hear that there's a call to action that's being made and if you are really about the people if you are really about your business if you are really about really putting in that work you will be there when the call to action is put forth bottom line no more the youtube revolutionaries No more the people who you never heard of with these comedic names or whatever on on Facebook and YouTube and all of these other things. You never met them in your life. They never patronized. They never shared any kind of information, but they always got something to say. You understand? They're always the ones. They the Wendy Williams of this whole thing, and they always got something to say, but they don't have any works whatsoever, any deeds known to man that was put forth into the public. I don't care what you do in your crib and on your block and with your cousin. What are you doing for the people? Okay? It starts in the crib. It starts with them. What are you doing? People need to see you. Get out here. You know what I'm saying? Your people are suffering. Get out here. Indeed. And it, it you know, it, it was it was stupid stupid electrical, like the energy that the brother Supernova brought, you know what I'm saying, it was so necessary. Um, do not judge a book by his cover, uh, Young Guru, super upstairs. Young Guru, JD upstairs. Yeah. All of his albums, the man who sits with him in the studio, when you hear what this man has to say. They will Everything that you think you know might go out of the window, super upstairs. Salute to that brother. He gets all praises due, and you will see the superhead rules with the song engineered and produced by young Google. And when you see it, if you get mad, kill yourself, which I don't know what you're going to do after that, you know what I mean, because it's going down. The brother's main message to everybody is, this has been. This is time to do everything that you are doing independently. This is time for independence. He said that there is no more record industry. Anything that yeah. you are doing. Right. At this point with the power of the internet, with this tool that we have in our hands that we are supposed to be using to uplift ourselves and get ourselves into the next dimension, into into abundance, into prosperity. This tool right here that could be used as a weapon. You were to use this tool the same way that the brothers were coming through the industry selling twenty million albums and only getting a dollar, two dollars off of their albums. No, 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 they was getting pennies, brother. They wasn't getting no dollars. Uh, four, yeah, they were getting four cents and four five ten, cents cent. of albums selling 20 million and 30 million albums, and you think they balling, and you think they got it, but they don't have nothing. You could look at these artists. Look at these artists that stole a few million, 10 million, 12. Yeah, the Wu-Tang look like they eating and whatnot, but they not, they not in the position of someone who sold 20 to 30 million albums. So, yeah, Brother's and name. the brother, um, Philip Muhammad, again, that's, that's the author that we had on the show that was dealing with uh, Willie Lynch's New Slaves. We're going to have brother back on the show, you know what I'm saying, with some of them brothers from the panel, Electrical. You feel me? Electrical. Yes. Feel what we're going to do is we're going to do the panel on No the Ledge, especially now that they bumped it up to three hours. We're going to do the panel Right here, live on No Alleged Radio, we're going to have the moderator, Hakeem Green, ask the same questions that he asked at the panel discussion, and we'll open up the line for the – or we'll just have all of the lines open, and we'll let each one of the scholars answer it and address it in the manner in which they addressed it yesterday. And I promise you, have your children listening to that show. Have your mothers and your sisters and your aunts, anybody that you care for, have them listen to that show because that show will be the show that might save their lives. You know what I'm saying? Because right, no, no, all, all stones, no stones are left unturned. That was that was that was today. You know, I mean, that was yesterday and today while you was at school with the children, of which also Ross Baraka was at the panel as well, and he extended to everyone on the panel to come and speak to his high school students, a 850 students. So. That's the next move. You know what I'm saying? This next move is taking these lectures to these high schools and these public schools and talking directly to the children. So that's going to go down to Newark. You did that today. Yes. And, um, all the while I was, uh, doing the show with Ann Poole that we did with Peter Moo. I heard about that. Wow. story
5: B. Matter
1: I heard fact, about I got word. Did, did y'all was... Yeah, basically... let me, let me, um, open up the 215 and, uh. Let the brothers speak on that because, you know what I'm saying, that was history right there. Peace. Peace to the
0: God. Peace. Yes, yeah, sir, up. you can lied you loud and clear, on, Yeah,
1: you. Good.
0: Can't call can't it a Can't show call it a can Can't call Yeah, yeah. You know, it's my show. you know, just the intro, um, part two for the family um, as the fifth <laughs> Which is a Friday, the first Friday in um, November. So, Peter Moore will be on the last right here. But we can really, really, really go in. And, you know, got some special guests lined up um, right now in the works to come on and, you know, actually bring some of this history together. You know, and um, definitely special thanks to Blue Pillar for, you know, holding it down, man, and coming over and extracting um, some excellent questions, you know, to really tap into some of the wisdom that um, Peter Moon has, you know what I
1: mean? Yeah. Can you uh, drop that show, the show. In, the, in the chat room? And also let the listening yeah, yeah, audience definitely. in the definitely. chat room name of your show.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm on, uh, I'm on, we're Tuesdays and Fridays. Same day as No to but I come on at 6 p.m. And right now I'm only on for an hour, you know what I mean? So I'll I drop that in the chat pretty soon. So um, yes, I'm on for an hour Tuesday, and Friday, 6 p.m., 6 to 7. You know, Tuesdays is the day I'm pretty much going on the Astro Test, and then, you know, on Fridays I'll open it up a little bit with a guest and really show, but, you know, just bring a little different flavor on Fridays a little bit to it, you know what I mean? So that's every Tuesday and Friday right now, you know?
1: Yeah, so I definitely want to um – um family to check that archive out. You know what I'm saying? That was historic. We got into some very monumental discussions where he pretty much laid it out about this Morris science. And as somebody who's world traveled and world studied from, you know, he's lifted every rock. And he said, look, mm-hmm. without the Morris aspect of it, you're not going to figure this thing out. You know what I'm saying? So right. he, he he definitely put the stamp on it. Um. And was also speaking about the, the feminine principle, the divine feminine principle, you know what I mean? And I could obviously tell you we're going to have to have a, a super-duper four-hour-long sh- show on that. You yes,
3: know sir. I
1: mean? And, and then chaos magic that's involved with that because the shit is chaotic at this point. Sure, you know indeed. Mean? Um, um, but, you know, yeah, you know, we also are standing in the throes of some very... Um, Prominent energy this particular day You know, people notice the energy is very high On this show um, It's a very prominent day In terms of the energy spectrum Can you speak on that?
0: Yeah, indeed You know, you had to um, Had that new moon energy that was coming in um, Jumping off in Libra Moon escaped out And got up into Scorpio um, You know, and it's all, it's all about My eyes, you know what I mean? It's all about balance and one thing in particular though, um, me and I say we're just busting it up on this. There's not one planet in the sky right now in the fire sign. You know what I'm saying? So on the fire signs we were busting up, you want to be extremely gentle with because that that, that that creative spark really ain't there. You know what I'm saying? Or the fire is feeling uptight, especially with all this energy and air signs. You got the sun, Mercury, Saturn, Neptune, All of them are in air signs right now. You only got one planet in the Earth sign, which is Pluto, and then everything else is in water. I mean, so it's really just a balance of air and water right now. So that's masculine and that's feminine. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, air and water is really, that's like an Aquarian-type principle because people think Aquarian is is, is a water sign because it's the water bearer, but it's actually an air sign. So there ain't no fire in the air, but the energy is crazy. You know, me and your brother, the red pill, we were busting it up on that, you know, talking about how, you know, this Mars squared Neptune. I did a show on that back in, in September, like September 27. That's on the archives, talking about this Mars energy right now. Hmm? Yeah, before
1: you go in, I just want to, I want to preference what you have been doing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And for the family that has they have been listening, they're aware of the monumental work that you've been doing and the accuracy in which your predictions have come true. In the middle of the war, you were one of the most, basically on the chessboard of life right now, you were one of the most coveted pieces for the work that you're doing, because you give up the war report the way it needs to be reported. You have allowed me to absorb, sit back, and basically chart out everything that has come forth in the past few months, and without that information, I don't know how I was I would be able to move through this chessboard that we're moving through because This is the chessboard that we're playing people don't get it twisted. This is Clash of the Titans This is the gods and the way that they move So the way that we're moving Always face opposition from those who choose to be the opposing forces. It's their choices This is something that they decide to do so when they show themselves and when they make moves and when they act such as we're always prepared. It's like knowing how, it, it's like knowing in your chess game, master chess players know moves that you're going to make, two moves before you even make them. And that's how they're able to smash you. Right.
0: So they, I want you to,
1: yeah, go in. Pardon me.
0: Indeed. Yeah, no, I mean, I thank you for that, you know, because that's very much needed in this time as I'm going to get opposition and critics you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you, you've you been you've been monumental to me, you know what I mean, as a friend, as a brother, as a supporter, you know what I mean, and, and this cause and whatnot. And, you know, I, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. There's certain things that I'm not going to say, and I would never say such as certain things that's out there, saying that I said certain things. I would never say certain things like that. But just to, just to paint the picture, like I'm, I've been with the Red Pill and gave readings to him and uh, uh, maybe a sister that he was dating or courting at that particular time. And, one hundred. And if I, if I thought that the sister might could deceive him, I had to tell him. That's my man. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it just because it's my man, but i do it vice versa. If it would have felt that way, I've not done that for clients who came come to me in person, you know what I mean, and put that out. So, you know, it's just been, you know, I, I thank you for the testimony for just really telling the damn truth. You know what I'm saying? My, my whole thing is, this is what I do. You know what I mean? I, I, I This is my gift. I, I just do it. You know what I mean? I got a testimony on my page today from the I gave a reading to. You know what I mean? Um, but, it's you like know, I the thing, you, you
1: know, we will. Come on. I'm sorry know. to cut you, but me and no, my ahead, brother, me and my brother in the 80s were privy to one of the most monumental trials that have it's, it's in the history books, but, you know, a lot of people have not read about the history of it. And that's the trial of Dr. Sabi versus the Supreme Court of New York. And Alfredo Bowman versus the Supreme Court of New York. I'm sure, especially for the Moors and especially for individuals who know how to surf through the court system, you could find that case. And if you do find it, family, I appreciate if you go ahead and post that up on your websites or your blogs and whatnot or Facebook. Anyway... What Doctor Sabi showed me when he defeated the whole world, you know what I'm saying? When he defeated the Inquisitionists, when he defeated the Knights of Columbus, because let's start calling them who they are. When they brought him up and said, when they brought him up on charges saying that he did not cure AIDS, he brought forth seventy-seven testimonial witnesses. And if anybody have gone mm-hmm. to his lectures, you see this is something that he does. He keeps his lectures the same because there's no need to change the truth. The truth is what it is. It's going to always be the truth. You can add a few things on it, but it's right. always the truth. So he brought forth 77 testimonies and defeated them like that. So for individuals like us that are doing the work, understand that by knowing the great works that this man has done when he was doing it in the 80s and we were sitting at his feet, I know the kind of tax that individuals great like this to walk through a confused, uh, desolate world such as this, I know the kind of tax that they will go under. So I know ways to defeat them. It's called testimonials. hmm
0: Indeed. Indeed. You
1: know, anything, Indeed. Anytime you're doing a yeah,
0: work powerful. in the community, make sure you
1: have your testimonials. Make sure the people that you helped out and the people. Ho- hold on
3: real quick. Did, <clears throat> but um, yeah. I
1: want you to, you know, speak on some of the astrological aspects of the energy that's present on the Libra new moon, so the family could tap into that.
0: Yeah, yeah, because definitely. Because new be moon, so, yeah, I got to get this yeah. jump off on, man. Uh, so well, real quick. new moon coming to the, you know, well, the new, new moon coming to Libra. Um, want you want you to balance out things in your life, like I always say. Um, go to astro.com, pull up a chart, man. This stuff is so easy. I'm telling you, I, I ain't going to say I can't make my jump until I give it to enough people so I can move on to the next. Like I was busting up with the blue pillar. There's so much more to this that I don't even get into. You know, the world, like, okay, today Friday, Friday is Venus. Venus, I'm going to wear green. That's a common standard, but it may not be Venus for you. So how can you identify that? There are four different elements in creation that we're dealing with here. And then out of those four elements, there are certain vibrations or frequencies in which somebody's going to lose a particular energy in your life. Guarantee on the spot every time. So you deal with that, angle, goes, it's 14, 13 times 4, it goes to 42. It ain't got nothing to do with Maya in that aspect. it got something to do with frequencies. So it's a whole nother level of energy that I got to get into, but I can't even get into that properly pass the torch to somebody, like, take this, run with it. But anyway, New Moon and Libra balancing things out. What I'm most important, uh, what I'm really concerned about is when I launched the show on the 27th, talking about Mars squared Scorpio, Mars squared Neptune, of course, Mars being in Scorpio, Scorpio is about power, and it's about, it could be about secrets and people who power. Or wanted to taste the power, or wanted to get at the scorpions, will come out at this particular time as Mars hits Scorpio. But then, like I said, and now check it out, I said this on the 27th when I gave this Mars squares Neptune energy. It started tomorrow, but in all actuality, it hits today because it's 16 degrees. Mars is like approximately 16 degrees Scorpio, picking up the 10 degree orbs, the 26 degree. Uh, Neptune over in Aquarius, that's the square. So here it is that, you know, I know what's going on behind the scenes with the family and some things are coming out all over again. My main point is be careful on what you indulge in especially when it comes to sex, because like Venus Amaya was busting up, she showed you how this could be a time when you can catch disease sexually. At the same time, too, if you had an issue with somebody, You know what I'm saying? This is the time that you may think that this person is actually talking about you. Or the person actually may be doing it. On the worst, worst, extreme scale of things, this is the time that motherfuckers is launching spiritual warfare at you. This is the time we're going, man... And they get any little potions, they can any tonics, they sacrifice any goats, they sacrifice any chickens, they burning your name on the altar at this particular time. If you're that significant or involved with someone who does things like that at this particular time, I already know what it is. You see what I'm saying? So I'm telling you, in my camp, we already know, and it should just be manifesting like clockwork every single time. The true form of this energy, and I'm going to get into it on Tuesday night at 6 o'clock on my show. Again, blogtalkradio.com slash Ampoo Astrology. I'm going to get into content, and I'm going to show you how to identify how you were wounded in the past life and how to deal with that shit in this lifetime. So, anybody that's listening, call in. Call in with your chart. but get your chart from Astro. I can throw it up and we be looking at the same. I'm gonna show fix you. Your, I show my son on. how. It, you know what I'm saying? Hold yeah. on, fix your so, phone, hello. cause you you you
1: bending the wires. Can
0: you hear
1: me? <laughs> yeah, I know you better. Hold on, Sh- uh, yeah. brother Taj, are you with us? Brother Taj, are you on the line with us? All right, go ahead. What, what yeah, you know you, so you know, you
0: know, I'm, am a, 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 yeah, I'm, a, I'm gonna show that. On. um on, I'm gonna show that on Tuesday how to identify this wound in the past. Like, most importantly, Neptune is in the sky right now in conjunction with this asteroid that shows you how you was wounded. It's a spiritual healing that needs to take place. But when we say spiritual, we begin to spooky, and we don't know the proper application of spirituality. And I'm gonna say that. You really probably want to get at the Brother Polite and really start looking at some things far as making, just showing you a detailed format on how to tap into the spirit realm and make things manifest in the physical. You see what I'm saying? Because sometimes we speak spiritual, we just get spooked out, and we're dealing with an unseen principle, and that's not necessarily true when you're dealing with spirituality because it's as above, so below. But I'm going to say this more than I'm going to let you all get this great show um, underway that, this game here can manifest as mathematics. It's either right or it's wrong, or it's positive or negative when you're dealing in the polarity aspect. We can either go left or we can go right. I'm telling you, I dropped a mm-hmm. video uh, early last month on Brother Philpmore, the Red Pill page, right? And it was called Rusty Locks. Everybody check that out on YouTube. It's called Rusty Locks. And at the end, like nine minutes and 33 seconds, I showed a picture of Barack Obama swearing in Eric Holder. Right, and at, at the same time, i say, What is the link? Because under that, I had a picture of Malachi York and I had a picture of Momia. Now, unbeknownst um, to me at the time, and to Polite told me, He said, Brother, I know you're working with something because Malachi York told us to put a postcard in, of um Eric Holder inside all of his spots, all of the lodges and stores, and whatnot. I said, Word, well, that's yeah. up because he's the key now. I um, you no, know, it's like I said, a couple weeks later, like three weeks later, you would see that Mamia Abu-Jamal, right, who's locked up for the uh, so-called murder of a white cop in Philadelphia years ago. They guess they're going to review his joint again and see if they're going to throw out the death sentence. I'm telling y'all, Eric Holder is not for the death sentence. What I am saying is, when well, playing politics here, and astrologers have to play politics. Like the Red Pill said, this shit is just The bishop who see the angle, who sees spirituality, he's next to the king and queens on the board. You did. Like I said, one of my teachers in this class, she don't take private consultations no more. She's working with the Tea Party right now. So the, she is, she's basically showing, she's doing the astrologics on how to get the Tea Party in this. I'm saying this. There's another prophecy that's basically been fulfilled by showing the particular energy dealing with Eric Holder and Munia. And now that law comes about, like, okay, we're about to go ahead and review this again. I called that shit in advance. That's real story. What I'm saying is, and this is my challenge to Taj, all right, my challenge to Taj, my challenge to Ali Muhammad, my challenge to Cheyenne, like I gave it back then a couple of years ago, my challenge is this, to the Moorish American party. We're so thorough at what we do collectively that I'm telling you that if we play this shit correctly, and hear me close, damn it, if we play it correctly, you can get Obama and Holder to switch from the Democratic Party to the Moorish-American Party. What's fucking with that? Coming up, his wife going to stay. I said, and I can prove, and the blue pill has proven because he has to bring out the Hussein inside of him to become complete. Damn it, if we play our hands correctly, we can get him to drop the Democratic Party and jump on the damn Moorish American Party. What's fucking with that? I got the astrologic, and I can show you who can do the litigation on what. I just haven't presented it. Nobody, and I'm going to put this, this disclaimer out there nobody has stepped up to the challenge. And you got these little niggas walking around, and who don't know what he's doing, and who did this. Then they step up and I'm going to show you. And I'll smoke you in astrology. Straight up smoke you, I'm telling you. My point is, I put out the Cosmic Art Award to organizations Black Panther Party, Black Power Cartel, uh, the RDG the nation of Islam, nation of God and Earth, uh, Kali and ISIS, the most American party, to challenge me on the sense of, show me that I don't know what I'm talking about, how government use astrologics. That's a fact, Since we know that's a fact. There's right. really no need for argument, because it ain't an argument. Let's get our shit together, and let's go ahead and make these moves. We don't have to do it, and we can just go ahead and we can suffer, and we you know it's going to play out how it play out. But don't Indeed. say that it's destiny because man creates his own destiny. Man, do what thy will. has yes. to law, and I'll leave it at
1: that, man. As a matter of fact, this is a three-hour show. There is still stuff that we need to build on. It's still stuff that we need to address and talk about. So being that it's a three-hour show and being that it's archived, what we're going to do is we're going to let this powerful monumental show commence you know what I'm saying? We're going to get our to- our speakers on, and we're going to deal with this information, this profound uh, information that we have. And we're also going to address any concerns that the community might have. And we're also going to clear up any misunderstandings and any miscommunications out to the goddess Alexis Tyler. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to deal with that at the end of the show. So her. Wow. But in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and get our brother, Cheyenne, on the line. I believe that he's on the line, and I'm going to go and pull brother uh, Taj Tariq on, and we're going to get this. Because today is on Monday, if I'm correct. Is that the day that they uh, have designated for this day? Yes, indeed. Okay. Well, the day after the 10-10 portal day. Yeah. They've given it to this uh, cocksucker, excuse me, family. We're going to show through this demonstration tonight, empirical proof that some may have heard and that some may have never heard before who this man, Christopher Columbus, is, the significance and importance into who this man is, the damage that this man has done on a worldwide, global scale ever since he set sail in 1492. And we're gonna tie it in and show you a, point. you know when they say take your correct shot and make sure that you hit him right in the head. We're gonna we're gonna draw the bullseye on the person's head
3: yeah. so that you can take a, a, a correct frame. shot off
1: and knock the head off. We're gonna identify the head of the snake tonight. If you really want to get busy, if you really want to be about it, if you really want to if you really want to enter into this realm of right knowledge. So you can see this well for what it is. We dedicate ourselves to disseminating this information. This is gonna be a pill that some people can't swallow and this is gonna be a pill that many can. So prepare yourselves. Get your pens and your papers out. You know what I mean? And if you don't have if you're on the road and whatnot and you can't do that, download it, archive it, pause it, and um and study this information. That's all I could say. All right. But um let me go ahead and open up this seven one eight line let me see the, the the call log is off the chain all right seven one eight five five two peace
5: islam islam what's going on right. islam Islam. peace brother it was the deal <laughs>
1: everything introduces the merger
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that, uh, that was some great music in the opener. I'm, you know, I'm gonna have to utilize that in my opener. You know, definitely, oh, absolutely, that. absolutely.
1: Uh, throw that, throw that, throw the link in um, chat again for the uh, to download it. I'm gonna go ahead and contact the brother you brothers, Bill, and I'll be right back. Yes, indeed. Peace, Carl.
5: Peace, peace.
1: Grace, I'm getting a lot of emails about that show you did last Friday, and then that was monumental. Oh,
5: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I just, I just had to tell it the way it happened, you know what I mean, uh, because up until that point, you know, uh, uh, that's something I always, you know, like I said then, I always, you know, thought about it, always wrestled with it, with it in my mind. But, you know, that night you pointed it out to me, it, it was what it was. I had to say hands down, definitely.
1: Right, and for the family that's not familiar we're talking about uh the light ship, the mothership. And it also figures into this conversation because my brother told me there was an account that um Christopher Columbus or Christopher Columbus or whatever the hell his goddamn name is, he actually said that there was a light ship following them on their journey over here.
5: Oh absolutely, Have you absolutely. That? Um it was um, uh it was a brother Nobu Sharu. he had posted it in the chat, it was a. Uh You can find it on Secret Space, and you can YouTube that. They actually uh, gave showed the picture. That's why I'm referencing that one. They actually showed the picture of the medieval rendition, as well as uh, you know, uh, you know paraphrasing some of his quotables out of his journal, wherein which he described, you know, a craft following him from Spain to the New World. Hmm. So you know, it's all relative.
1: Come on, brothers. Todd, brother Taj, are you with us?
5: Yes, I'm. I'm with you. Islam, my It's
4: yes. hey. oh, Islam, it's family. Voltron.
1: Hey. Voltron is formed. <laughs> you hey remember when the head came on Voltron and the sword came out? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah.
5: Right. We uh-huh. everything
1: is good. We good money because the chat rooms are filled. The uh, call log is filled up uh, for the family that's trying to call in. Uh, I just I, I, I recommend that you log in you know what I'm saying, but uh, let's get it popping, let's go so you're All saying right. that they said in the video, the DVD, Secret Space that might I add we have on sale at Uh you said on the video Secret Space, they had footage they 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 said that Christopher Columbus said that there was a craft following him
5: oh it did indeed, indeed. he gave an account of you know, uh, some kind of some kind of lighting ship was following him, you know, uh as he traversed the Atlantic to get over here. So, you know, if you if some you know, if anyone does a little bit more digging into the archives of his journals, I actually uh I actually found it and uh, I'm gonna be presenting it at our web show, the Morris Renaissance. But uh yeah, it's an actual account, sort of detail as well, of a craft, some kind of craft following him. And they put they placed it and where they showed other medieval art and literature describing, you know, these same type of occurrences. Yes, that's true. Jeez.
1: Powerful. Definitely. How are you uh, doing this evening, uh, esteemed elder, Brother Taj, Tariq, Bay.
4: It's longer, bro.
1: It's um, long. Um, I'm
4: good to hear, hear Brother Cheyenne. Drop the wisdom, yes, that's true. And it's oh, a lot well, of other on details. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. brother. How you feeling, brother? Pretty All good. Right. Yes. And um, also, um, you know, cause originally they um, were trying to get to, like, the Madagascar area, trying to take over the Spice trade. But, yes, it is true uh, of what Brother Cheyenne is saying. And there's other details, too. Not only with him, but with the with Gama too, and others, in their records, mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm. Yes. Okay. But they hide that. They hide that part of the history, so that people um, would not recognize that actually advanced technology is ancient. They just haven't exposed it.
1: Indeed.
4: And of course, that's the ancient.
1: Shumerian ships, you know that? Yes, sir. Those ships Von, have returned.
4: Like, is what yeah. they call them.
1: Yes, and those ships have returned, Brother Todd, and they're making their presence known to those who can see because at this point, and I already tried it out, everybody cannot see the mothership in the skies. I already told a few individuals that I came in contact to look up, and they did not see what I was seeing. Nah, everybody so, see it. The ships are not for everyone To see at this point But they are so visual They're so present every single day Now they following
3: Yes, yeah, that's true
1: You know and, and it just feels like I have You know, it feels like you have uh, what, they, what they call the mothership The guardian, the watchman, the watchers Protecting you yeah. so Anything yeah. that you're doing at this point Just do it knowing that There's a craft there's a mothership above that might be bigger than the state that you might even be in.
5: You can know, control- one of the things I wanted to say quickly as well is, you know, uh, the reality and the aspect of it's something I touched on last Friday was the, is the fact that, you know, the Earth is the mothership and the solar system is a fleet of ships. The galaxy is an armada of ships. You know, uh, when they go to space... To, because uh, we're in space, you know the the the, the planets <laughs> in space, right. and when they yeah, go absolutely. through outer space, they you know they actually practice in the waters, you know what I mean. So it's it's just quite interesting that maritime or maritime law still applies, uh even when yeah. we're looking at the you know the outer dimensions of things uh when we really bring it close and relative. To you know our exact existence, because we should whether we're wherever we're at we're dealing with the same principles, and you know that principle is just real interesting when it coincides with uh Columbus and his uh you know him embarking on this uh this actual you know voyage because what a lot of people don't realize is it was up until. 1491, where they had the Battle of Granada, and if people don't really understand at that particular time, Granada was your your Luxor or your your Karnak, you know, or your Washington D.C., you know, that was the capital of the, you know, at one point in time, to the Moorish Empire, because it was a center, epicenter, from for for various different, you know cultures that spawned from the Moors, pretty much, and we're going to get into a lot of the um, evidence and the different things definitely a little bit later, but I just wanted to put that out there that whatever paradigm we're dealing with, we're still dealing with the same principles that, you know, the Moors pretty much pioneered and founded. Yeah
1: all right let's uh i'm sorry i want to i want to start i want to jump right into this so what we're going to do tonight is we're going to handle this in the terms of lineage we're going to take this down the timeline of history right so what i want to get in in the beginning to clear everybody's minds and to paint pictures uh in, in the in the, in the um, listeners minds i want them to understand what the inquisition was what was it inception? What did it where did it come out of, and what was this uh, detrimental um, effects on society?
5: Yeah, I let that L- uh, and on that one first. With that, yeah.
1: Go ahead. You want me to hit hit on it? Yes, sir. Yes. The
4: Inquisition um, basically is. is the the foundation of the politics, the, the corruption of the politics of the uh, the total modern period of the world or contemporary period of the world, and it deals with the popes of Rome or what is known as the bishopric. The bishopric is essentially the church dealing with the hierarchy of the church from the popes down to all the bishops, et cetera, et cetera, and essentially... Uh, For a time period, we'll just deal with Pope Innocent II. Because basically, Pope Innocent II, which is not, they use that term, innocent, but he ain't innocent, is uh, the foundation of um, the uh, overthrow of the the last stronghold of the Moorish Empire, which is in Granada, and which our brother Cheyenne was referring to. Now, we must also look at the agreement that was later made uh, from a, from, um, a um, chronological activity with the, um, the deals that the uh, English made with the folks of Rome in, say, about, I think it was about 1213, with the uh, Treaty of Verona.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: that, with the uh, Inquisition, is the foundation of uh, the collection arm for the folks of Rome, which was the Inquisition Revenue Services, which is known today as the internal revenue service. Mm. And mm. um and, he, and, and 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 just like when when um Cheyenne was describing the issue with the craft with the deadlines, which is what we call them. Those uh Hoover class and those actually ancient from the ancient Schumeria. People say Sumer, but it's actually Schumer. Sumeria. Um, the deal of it, the deal of it is is that we have to kind of look at things Three-dimensional, whereas as we're looking at things now in history, we usually look at them as like time periods, say like medieval period, um, you know, early um, contemporary history, modern history like that. But but actually, as it is operative on the ancient principle, you know, everything was looked at um, three-dimensional, which means um, we didn't measure time the way we measure time now. And, and um, likewise, with a lot of the craft, the movement of the craft with, with, uh, with how do you say would what they may say, folding the universe, as they say, when they travel long distance, et cetera. And like Cheyenne said, actually, the earth is actually a storehouse. Mm-hmm. And, of course, getting to the ancient history where, where, you know, the competitions for this storehouse and certain protections that were put in place for us but one of the things that we must recognize particularly the, the direct descendants of the ancient moabite k which is us is that we're we've been pretty much sleep and so we've been looking at this whole thing one-dimensional and one of the important roles that the secret societies play is keeps those who are ruling focused on the three-dimensional site meaning that they look at everything on the trinity principle and they have to be reminded because they're operating still from the physical body, but in order to rule, they still must deal with the ancient sciences. Even though they may be limited, that's the fundamentals of its operations. Now, also, you want to look at um, with that Treaty of Verona and that agreement between the English and the Pope of Rome is the foundational slavery. Of course, slavery is a contemporary word, but it's actually forced servitude and peonage. But uh the painage that that basically we suffer from the day that we've been calling slavery, which is a uh, uh actually a modern connotative word placed retroactive when actually that word doesn't go back too far in history because that actually deals the nationality of the Slov- Slovakians who the red russians had had conquered, and that's where that term where the connotative uh adaptation was uh, in the in the uh, linear Definitions, connotatively, was given to the word slavery, and when they re- reconstructed the history, they started writing it retroactive when actually it has no real ancient uh, uh, foundation because actually the ancient is peonage um, and uh, forced servitude. So we want to look at that, and then we want to look at um, uh, when, it, when it comes up to the Bilderbergers, et cetera, the usual thing where they talk about the war powers, the, um, the straw man except the birth certificate birthing which re- really has more to do with ships bottom, mm-hmm. rate, bottom rate, um on how they operate with us and this is even back to the to uh, the principle of them um, contrary to the to the knowledge of the people of uh, converting unlawfully the non-trust uh, agreement of the Constitution into an implied trust, so that they could pull the crap that they're pulling, creating the straw, and actually acting as 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 ward keepers for us, uh, for the folks of Rome. And so, when we look at this thing, when we look at the history, look at the dynamics that we're dealing with now, even with the battles that we're having with their you know, with the created the um, straw man, etc., you know, the Negro Black and color thing, is that we must understand the the, the how they say the limited remedy we have for unity amongst ourselves with declaring our nationality to to get out from under the, the queen, et cetera. and also understanding that the operations of the Inquisition is actually to destroy the matriarchy of the ancient of the ancient world, and so what we have actually is a patriarchal system, which is, which is the papacy of Rome, but with the Asiatic African systems, which is matriarchy, and it, and it doesn't you don't look at it from the perspective of you know, male and female competition the way we look at it uh, in this culture, but it actually has to do more with the uh, fundamental workings of nature. And so it's important to for, for when we look at the politics here in North America, that if there's not a grounded background knowledge of the Inquisition and its uh, successive um, um, implemented uh, rules and, 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 and uh, pseudo-law as as Per se, let's say the Christian Black Codes of 1724, etc., the Negro Acts, etc., and why Asiatics and people of African descent could not be citizens of that Union is because we were being conquered by the Union, and that must not be confused with the treaties treaties that was made with the Empire, etc., whereas they just simply violated and uh, essentially overthrew and then granted the people and put them in the codes you know, by the Dutch masses as a Negro, black, and colored, et cetera, which is also a strong. And so um, in context, let's look at all of those uh, particular aspects to, to understand the current day politics. And I'm sure Cheyenne has uh, more to add to that in that yeah. name. Go Cheyenne. Uh, uh, yeah.
5: Indeed, indeed. Uh, definitely. um honest to the elder Taj for putting it so, uh, so beautifully, you know, we gotta also consider that the inquisit inquisition means to investigate. That goes mm-hmm. for your ATF, your FBI, your CIA, your IRS, all of these like he said, are is the contemporary uh model for the politics of the world, which is investigations. Investigating to see who has broken a law so that a complaint can be made against them at the end of the day you know how people say oh you're always complaining well that's all the inquisition or investigators do is file complaints you understand what yeah. i'm saying so it's, it's 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 not that far removed from the reality of the situation when people are living day to day it's a it's a it's a system that people have become so comfortable living under that they, you know, they just can't see what's taking place right in front of them. So the Inquisition in uh, its nature is to definitely, uh, you know, inquire so that something can be done about a different political uh, body or body politic that exists within a certain jurisdictional territory Uh, for these various uh, different, you know, nations and and, and governments. One thing to take into consideration is the Treaty of Westphalia, because this is when the popes of Rome, you know, the heads of Rome, and the Christian princes and and kings and queens got together and decided they were going to create the model of the nation-state so that people would be uh, under a corporate government, so to speak, and, and less of uh, a du jour, uh you know, kingdom lineage type of government. You see what I'm saying? So the Inquisition yeah. brought upon uh, the final blow, so to speak, to the actual Moorish Empire as a unified stronghold in Spain, because what took place during the Inquisition, because there were different agreements made, because there were so many different wars that were fought. So by the time you get to 1491, you start to see a withering away of various different Moorish strongholds throughout Europe uh, in general. And when you take that into consideration and you look at the success of the Inquisition, the success of the Inquisition led to Christopher Columbus taking a voyage here. Remember, Christopher Columbus was a mercenary. You know, and this is why the Knights of Columbus is named after him, because he was an actual missionary. It's the same thing as if someone worked for Blackwater or they worked for, you know, well, they don't even call it Blackwater no more. They stole an Olmec name. They call it uh, Z, X-E. We know it's X-I, but the, the vowels are interchangeable, so on and so forth. But it's the same exact thing as uh what the equivalent to what you know someone working for a private military corporation today would do. You know, so that's who Christopher Columbus was. So what a lot of people haven't taken into consideration is when you actually read, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you all just a, a brief a brief read on it, um this is a brief read on the the privileges and prerogatives granted by their Catholic Majesties to Christopher Columbus of 1492. The whole hold on, white...
1: hold on. I don't I don't want to I don't want to cut your wisdom. We're going to get to that when we get on Christopher.
5: Mhm.
1: I want to I want to stay with the Inquisition thing and cover that whole thing.
5: True D., true D. you are going to body well, that Christ- thing. The, the nature what, what, to sum it up from my end, the nature of what the Inquisition is and was and it still is today, is the nature of investigation. That's the technical application of what the Inquisition did because they primarily inquired to see if Moors were breaking the treaties. I I understood somebody also put up there that they were trying to persecute Moors and uh, uh, witches. And if anyone is familiar with uh, Wiccan, and you know when you brought up the Tea Party, you know Chris... Christine O'Donnell, you know, supposed to be a Wiccan. The main thing is that they, they rock with the Seal of Solomon, the five point star. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that that's Morris science in its application yeah. period. And some of the texts that they use like the Grimoire and so on and so forth in the Cronima which also came out of, you know, Sumer. Uh mm-hmm. those particular things were Morris tools and Morris, you know, uh, uh applications. So the Inquisition primarily seeked to uproot that particular authority by saying it was against the church.
0: I want to read.
5: Oh, good. Yeah, you can go. My no bad. Now I want
1: to add on to your bill and read from the book. This for the uh, family is called Dogs of God. The title of the book is Dogs of God. Columbus, the Inquisition and the Defeat of the Moors. The author of the book is James Winston Jr. I'll I'll drop the uh that information in the chat, this is a must-have. During the horror of the Black Death, one Nicholas Emmerich was made a cardinal and appointed Grand inquisitor, Inquisitor of Aragon. That's in Spain. In 1376, he would publish the famous Guide to Inquisitors, which was to become the standard manual for the next several centuries. In it, Emmerich codified explicit instructions to his inquisitors for proceeding against suspect worshipers. The heretic, Emmerich wrote, was one who thought he could pick the parts of Christian doctrine he liked and discard the parts that he disliked. His masterwork contained three parts. The first defined the fundamental tenets of the faith, which the Christian was obligated to believe. The second was a catalog of errors, such as denying the Holy Trinity or engaging in devil worship or the conjuring of devils through magic. And, finally, he defined some 69 separate heresies, a number of which were Manichean in nature. I could go on.
4: Now, when you look at um, uh, all the alphabet soup, some um, sub-government sub, uh, agencies, etc., none of which were constitutionally sanctioned. Um, you must look at uh, the authority of the Inquisitor General, which, of course, you know, takes the uh, the position of the Jesuits, and of course the executive, as the brother was talking about. The uh, Knights of Columbus, the Knights of Columbus is the collection arm. For the Grand Protectors of the Christian Creed, which is a branch arm, arm of, 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 of um, soldiers that actually work for the Vatican, and the Grand Protectors of the Christian Creed, the short name for them is the Ku Klux Klan.
1: Knights of Columbus. Yeah, uh, Knights of Columbus, the, uh,
4: Knights of Columbus is, the, is the economic collection arm for them. The Daughters of the VAR, the Daughters of American Revolution is a matriarchal system of European females, which is a patriarchal system, and they have pretty much preserved uh, much of the, the, the uh, civic science or science of government. And as a matter of fact, the, um, the citizenship manual that's issued to anyone that comes in within the jurisdiction of the inquisitions operating in, in North America, i.e. US democracy corporations, uh, is issued by the DAR Association. Indeed. And then the um the operative the operative arm for the colorable court of course is issued by the uh, bar the the um the lawyers union which is the barristers association which is really under the Communist Union. Um, and also when people, when uh, judges try to impose lawyers on people, people should ask them, any, anyway, what association does the barrister's association that they're representing to them, what other association are they connected to? And then ask them in, in the discovery or ask them in the disclosure, are, are, are they associates or are they subordinated to the communist union? Because, in fact, they are.
1: Yes, and you're allowed to ask that question huh I'm letting you're allowed the people are allowed to ask these questions. You won't get any yes. you know
4: it, it forget you, your, yes. cause, this cause, is, cause you know that judges are always trying to put lawyers on people in order to claim jurisdiction over them and this is this is why they was upset with with Cheyenne when he when when he wouldn't give them jurisdiction when when he was in court
1: exactly
4: the same that same principle'cause he knows. Because he knows. But the people in general need to know that. They need to know the spirit from which he was coming from when he took that position, which is absolutely correct. But as soon as he gives them jurisdiction, they roll on him.
5: Islam, you know, mm-hmm. I also wanted to add on to what the elder said just briefly, and I want you—I definitely want you to continue. I don't want to stop your bill. Right. But when he brought yeah, up the Barrister Association and, uh, you know, all of the particular different attorneys, you know, all barrister associations are authorized wherever they are in the world through a letters of patent from the Knights Templar and from yeah. the Knights of Columbus more directly. Uh we'll be I'll be presenting that information as well uh at the web show but everybody should take that into consideration. So that just adds more, you know, just adds on a little bit more to what the elder was building on about, you know, these particular uh Inquisitionist organizations.
4: And, and that's how you know. I, and I think another thing that people need to recognize: I think a lot of times they keep looking at the Inquisition as being just back into the 12s on up. But one of the things in, uh, that um, you know, it's always been operative, and they've made all these sub-subdivisional um, agencies to carry the work out. But from a from the fish, uh, uh, official position when they so-called officially ended the Inquisition, although it hasn't ended, but their claim, their so-called official ending of it, was only 33 years after George Washington's death. Mm. So when people keep thinking, when the people keep putting it in uh, in the context of just the medieval period, their concepts are absolutely incorrect.
1: Yes, it is it, it, today
4: it, in the subcategory, in the subdivisional agencies, but they need to know that it ran rampant. rampant I
1: want to take it. I want to take it, as, I want to take it as far as to say, individuals who possess the book without sanctuary, and individuals who have grown up all their lives looking at the hanging pictures. That that there is the Inquisition. Sean exactly. was shot. That is the Inquisition. You cannot forget that. Amadou yeah. Diallo, that is the Inquisition, and we're going to show empirical proof that the hangings that, they, that, that people, you know, have seen in the days of slavery were the same hangings and things of even worse sexual were going on in Moorish, Spain and also after the Moors were defeated when they went on a murder mission and murdered a billion uh, Moors around the world.
4: That's right. And even I wanna... up to, or every action that we see today, Sean Bell, Inquisition operations.
1: Yeah, I, I want, want to, to, to... continue
4: now, reading about
1: Yeah. I want to continue reading about the uh the Inquisition and um showing the people where it exactly came from, especially all of my religious people.
4: Yes, go ahead, brother.
1: His power derived from the Pope, and it included the authority to prosecute bishops and priests. And to maintain his own prisons For those who were denounced There was a presumption of guilt Emmerich enumerated the tricks That a wily culprit was likely to use In an examination And offered strategies to unmask Such deceptions That happens today When individuals get cross-examined In these rooms When the alphabet boys snatch them up They've already perfected it from those days When a confession began. It was likely to be a gushing torrent, and it should be allowed to continue to its end, lest the heretic return to his vomit. Should torture be needed to confirm guilt, only a bishop could order its administration, and it should be employed only as a last result. Euphemistically, torture was called putting the suspect to the question, but Emmerich warned inquis- inquisitors not to rely too heavily upon it. He said some are so soft hearted and foolish that they will admit everything. And though it be false under light torture, while others are so obstinate that no matter how much they are tormented, the truth is not to be had from them. In in putting men to the question, the greatest prudence is to be exercised. Still, on the administration of torture, Cardinal Emmerich was responsible for one major procedural change. Before him, the rules forbade the repeat of torture a second time, but in the passing of the directorium inquisitorium, torture could be suspended and then continued but not repeated. Despite the hair-splitting definitions of Emmerich's manual, the hunt for heretics was not a widespread preoccupation in medieval Spain until well into the 15th century. Public displays of inquisitional ire were rare and scattershot. Until the arrival of Ferdinand and Isabella, the prosecution of the wayward was known as the Old Inquisition. They ushered in the New Inquisition, and it was reasonably benign and toothless, at least compared to what would follow. Partly due to the achievement of Alfonso de Lourdes in the 13th century, it did not exist at all in Castile, for he had put his realm beyond the reach of the Vatican. It would be left to Ferdinand and Isabella to institute the new, extremely more virulent Inquisition and to make into a uniquely Spanish institution. In that new endeavor, the successor to Nicholas Emmerich as grand inquisitor for all Spains would cast a far broader and darker shadow. His name was Tomás. Do Torquem- Torquemada. Yeah,
4: Torquemada. You, he, he's well known. He's one of the he's one of the most well known yes. the generals. Mm hmm. Yes. Go
1: ahead. Go well, In the centuries before 1468, the Reconquest of Hold on. Now I don't want to jump ahead and get into that with the Moors. Let's just um let's deal with just that right there and that's just basically saying that the old inquisition that took place that uh was successful basically got into a darker more violent more bloody more dominant inquisition when king isabella i mean king ferdinand and queen isabella took control of spain these individuals, for those that do not know, are the king and queen that were responsible for the defeating of the Moors in 1492, as well as the ones who sent Columbus on his explorations to plunder, rape, murder, and destroy the Americas. So, yes. two right there are to be studied and um, definitely to be understood. Yes. Okay. Uh, And it's
4: also important, you know, and uh, the other thing that's important uh, with uh, inquisition is for the the people to know about the mouth pair, the vaginal pair, and the Iron Maiden, mainly. There were other tools, but those were the three major tools by which they converted uh, Moors to Christianity. Yes. And that's the foundation of the church in in North America, the Iron Maiden.
1: Everyone should Google... Tools of the Inquisition, torture tools of the Inquisition, and you will be surprised at what you see. Huh, okay. You will you would not even be surprised. You in, would be, your heart might skip a beat. So, yeah, when the,
4: in the tradition of the Moors here, who, who, um, you know, the Moriscos, who uh, have all uh, converted to Christianity and don't want to admit their bloodline, they, um. Uh, perpetrate what they call black culture of gospel conversion by Jesus to Christianity. But that's a cover-up because they don't want to admit that the real reason they converted to Christianity is the Iron Maiden, and they don't want to tell the children about it because of the fearful that they have a Rome of the Romans who became their God. And they don't want to admit that they're really worshiping the popes of Rome and Jesus has to do with it.
1: No doubt. Um,
4: is that the the pair, the mouth pair, and the Iron Maiden—the one the the they be talking about the you know, how the, they came, Jesus, and all that old stuff—they they don't tell the people the truth and show them the Iron Maiden because that was what converted them.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm. I want to um, continue, and when we read about the Inquisition and we are living in the age of what they call or what they deem the war on terror. I call it the war on the Moors. I call it the, the war on the Moorish bloodline. Some people might not understand what I mean by that, but like I said, October 19th, right? It's the 19th, Brother Cheyenne?
5: Correct, correct, indeed.
1: October 19th, we are launching what is known as the Moorish Renaissance Web Show. It is guaranteed to be, it is promised to be classic. It is not one night. This will be many weeks in the run, and it's going to be available to all those who have computers and all those who are able to attend live in person. So we're going to basically show everything that needs to be shown because we're giving you this information right now, but we have it all in visual audio presentations, which is which is ten times more powerful because you need to see this. Okay, yeah. I, want to, I want to continue on the inquisition real quick. Um, Okay It says taken together The instructions laid out an elaborate system For entrapping suspected heretics Oh yeah before I go Like I said The war on terror right now Has what we know as the Patriot Act It has what we know and what we've seen Through the media The torture of the suspects And uh, Abu Ghraib and things like that The the, the, uh, suspected torture Of Muslim captives That they have so, when we read about this Inquisition, I want you to basically pay attention to what we're reading about and line it up with what's going on today with what you know about these new laws and these, uh, partition, what do they call that? Perdition flights? And you see, it's Yeah, Perdition. Is... Yes, the Perditions. Okay. No, renditions. 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 Uh, the renditions that they're doing all around the world. Yes. They encourage voluntary. They're flying some of them to Morocco. Of course, they they bring them to. They bring them home. They encourage voluntary self-incrimination by making punishments progressively more severe for those who did not incriminate themselves speedily in the initial thirty days of the local Inquisition's existence, because they used to go to towns for thirty days, like the Inquisition was coming to your town. So they would come to your town for 30 days and set up shop, and all those who were suspected as heretics, the people would drop a letter, they would drop a note on them, they would drop a slip on them, they would give their names up, they would drop a dime on them, and then those people would get called into the inquisitional chambers, and they basically would be tortured until they themselves either lost their lives, their land, their riches, and um, all kind of other things. Let me continue. They allowed the 30-day grace period to elapse without a voluntary confession was to risk being accused. All right, the, the, to allow the 30-day grace period to elapse without a voluntary confession was to risk being accused later by others. So you either wanted to give yourself up right away. Don't let the 30-day grace period go by, and then you get a slip dropped on you, and you didn't confront, and you didn't basically turn yourself in. This is when they put the thing on your, your testicles right away. The right to confront one's accuser was denied. And the accused was not permitted to see the evidence that was gathered against him. What does that sound like?
4: Identical, auto- identical to identical to to what they're operating right now in Abu Ghraib and in in, right. in, in, in um in Cuba. Yeah, in Cuba. Yes. Um
1: And Guantanamo, yeah, because this is what George Bush openly refers to as the Crusade Proxy, which is the Inquisition. Yes. The articles vested the inquisitors with the discretion to decide whether confessions were sincere and complete. If the inquisitors find a confession to be less than the whole truth, the accused could be declared a false penitent. For that, the punishment was rigorous and extreme. The 15th article authorized torture to be administered to the accused person who confessed partially or persisted in denial, and the 18th commanded the inquisitors to be present at the torture. The instruction contained elaborate provisions to confiscate land and property from the accused, since this was to become a vast land grab from wealthy and prominent landholders, okay? Okay. This is how the Moors began losing the land, and this persisted into the Americas, and this persisted into Africa. Anywhere where the cross went, that's where the Inquisition went. They perfected it. It grew in Spain. It got perfected in Spain, and they took the show on the road. This is the route to the argument to getting it back. Yeah. A system of treasurers was set up to seize and to, recal- and to record such property. The testimony of slaves and vassals against their laws was protected and kept secret. So the Moors had slaves. The Moors had vassals. The Moors had people under them. So when the Inquisition basically rolled into town, they were allowed, the um, the, the women out of the harem, the servants that were serving, that chattel slavery. We're talking about involuntary. They were basically serfs. Peons, working the land, tilling the land They were allowed to testify against their masters Mm -hmm. If persons have sold or gotten rid of all of their lands In fear of the Inquisition And are on the run from the Inquisition The seventh article read Those people are liable for the amount that they receive From the sale of the lands and possessions This applies to people unless they are treasurers this is for the reason that the treasurers are the ones responsible for the liquidation and transfer of the property to the Inquisition. Does that not sound like the IRS? That's
4: exactly what it is. And that, as a matter of fact, what you're what you're identifying is the trans, the wealth transfer that's taking place right now with the fraud of the mortgage companies, which is taking place right now, which is Inquisition operations.
1: Exactly. Confiscation did not apply only to the living. If it is proven that any person died a heretic by writings or conduct, he shall be condemned, his body disinterred and burnt, and his property confiscated. Nor were the children and grandchildren of the condemned excluded. They could not hold public office or join the holy orders or be accorded any honors. If a man burnt as a heretic left children under age with the 22nd article, a portion of their father's property should be granted to them as alms, and the inquisitors shall be obliged to consign their education to appropriate persons. The process placed great emphasis on efficiency. Any matter not specifically covered by an instruction was left to the discretion and prudence of the inquisitors to determine guilt. Innocence became a near impossibility for anyone accused the best one could hope for was to be reconciled to the church and merely lose land and property or be jailed indefinitely in an ecclesiastical prison. An
4: ecclesiastical prison. prison.
1: Okay, so we're talking about when we see brothers and sisters burning at the stakes, they actually have a book called Burning at the Stakes when the grandchildren's children's children's children were enslaved. This did not happen in, only in the 1600s. This is a result, fellow Christians, of the Inquisition. People who are Inquisition, they were tortured into being Christians. And these are what they call conversos, later known as Moriscos. Yeah. Moriscos and Moranos. Moranos were
4: those. Morris, here, Morris, yeah. Yeah, and Morano. Yeah, Moranos were Moris Hebrews or what they call Moris Jews, Yahudi and Moriscos were uh, Moris Muslims.
1: Yes, indeed, brother Cheyenne. Islam. Islam. Can Islam. you add up please, to um, if you have any information that pertains to this Inquisition, because we're about to move forward onto um something else.
5: Well, I mean, you know. Just briefly, uh, you know, when the elder compared it to uh, the mortgage, the mortgage fraud that's taking place, the, you know, I always bring up, excuse me, the ATF, you know, because that's alcohol, tobacco, firearms, you know, mores were dealing with the firearms. You got the DEA Drug Enforcement Administration. That's nothing but regulation and control of the spice trade. You know, all of the, all they did was fractionalize these different compartments and departments to further execute the the inquisition that is started from spain uh when uh, when people look at the you know the actual maps of america the political maps you know uh the you know most they call it latin america because you know they that's already a remembrance of the moors but the main thing that about the Inquisition that people have to understand is uh, what it leads to and what it led to. And ultimately, the Inquisition is a, a Christian uh, tool of justification for the actions of stealing everybody's resources and land. Yeah. So when you understand that, you know, there's about, I know, Bank of America... Uh, there's a there 's a few other banks that just completely stop foreclosing they They stop foreclosures like they they can 't even go forward with it. You see what i 'm saying and it 's really about stealing property, stealing land, stealing resources that 's what the Inquisition is about, and it does so because if anyone knows anything about the legal system and structure it 's called forfeiture. You see what I'm saying? So when anyone when you read and explain how they do it, that's precisely how they've broken down the prosecutorial uh uh process of, you know, the current United States and current international politics because when you, you know, a lot of people talk about, yeah, you know, I'm going to take my suit to the World Court, you know, to Geneva, you know, that's great and we're supposed to utilize a lot of things. However, the you uh the international criminal court was started by the rome council and the rome Statute. Yeah. so i uh, you know encourage everybody to go check out the rome Statute uh because that is the foundation for which you see international law being executed because the vatican has a seat at the u.n as an observer not as a mm-hmm. participant you see if anyone was paying attention uh, a few weeks ago i think it was two weeks ago the Vatican had their assets frozen at the bank briefly because, uh, they, you know, they were making large transactions that they didn't pretty much comply with. And, uh, you know, it was about, you know, five hours and they had to release the funds because uh, the Vatican attorney, quote-unquote, came down there and uh, had a few words with them. My whole point is, is that people have to look at the banking industry as legalized money laundering. You see what I'm saying? That's really what's taking place, that money laundering. And the Inquisition is put in place to accuse those who have resources and who's rightfully due to resources, steal it away from them, put it in the treasuries, launder it through their banks, you know. So I just wanted to say that piece real quick on the Inquisition. And that,
4: and that it, that's exactly that. And we have to look at the Inquisition as present, who is all, all – the thing that we have to recognize is that they changed, they broke up into what uh, sub um, category agencies in mm-hmm. order to hide the operations, and that they never ended. And we, when we think Inquisition, we must think nowadays, right now.
1: Yes, I want to um, add on also with another with another um, passage out of the book. Um, Evangelizing infidels was the highest evangelizing infidels was the highest of Christian callings and could cover up a multitude of sins the search for the gold of black africa and the muscle of black slaves was always sub Assumed in the higher and more noble-sounding goal of Christianizing the infidel and attacking heretical Islam, heretical Islam, the theology of crusade expressly encompassed slavery. So whenever you hear crusades, please relate that to slavery. Its pre-Christian roots lay in Aristotle's concept of natural law about the master and the slave. St. Augustine sanctioned the concept when he he argued that slavery was a form of divine punishment for man's original sin. St. Thomas Aquinas had expanded this theology still further with the argument that slavery provided a valuable service for both master and slave for the weak supposedly benefited from being dominated by the strong. A series of papal bulls had given the church's blessings. A series of papal bulls had given the church's
3: blessings. In
1: 1452, Pope Nicholas V had issued his bull, which specifically authorized the King of Portugal to make war on the infidels to conquer their lands and to enslave their natives. Conventional medieval thinking saw blacks as the descendants of the accursed biblical figure of Ham and their subject to eternal slavery and This was melded with the law of Cain. Medieval observers could recoil at the suffering of blacks at the same time as they rejoice at the prospect that black souls were being saved from eternal damnation. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just stop it right there.
5: Yeah, you know, I just wanted to say real quick, you can uh, you can clearly see uh, from reading what you're reading that uh, the Inquisition is uh, wholly so, so, is solely based on a particular process and procedure of theft. Uh it's mm-hmm. just a sophisticated thievery <laughs> and that's pretty much what it is. Because uh as I've said many times, um go check out the you know, Black's Law Dictionary, fourth edition, and it'll tell you when you look up Conqueror, it'll tell you that a Conqueror is the first purchaser of an estate not inherited. You see? So a lot of people also, with, to take full understanding of the Inquisition, especially and particularly in Spain, you have to understand the uh, Moorish Empire and understand how important this role played in breaking the backs of the strongholds because a lot of people don't understand it. it starts with the Punic Wars, which we'll be getting into on Monday on the Liberator Radio you know, I'm not going to get into it too much, but it starts with the Punic Wars as far as the modern day conventional beef that we uh, particularly had with the, you know, the Moors and the Christians. Uh, you, it was three Punic Wars, three of them, you see. So that's right. equivalent to three world wars, you know. So take that into consideration because the Moors were in the Iberian Peninsula, which is now called Spain, uh, long before uh the, uh Ferdinand and Isabella. So just taking y'all back into the B C the two hundred forty B C and beyond era where in which the Moors flourished in uh you know that particular geographic area. So you know yeah. definitely take that into consideration. I would just want to add on.
4: Yeah and and, and uh Punic is actually come from Punisi or Phoenici which actually means Phoenician.
5: Islam, indeed, indeed.
4: Yeah. So when they say the the Punic Wars, they're referring to the Phoenician Wars, and of course, you know, um, Queen Dodo, who who's the daughter of King King of Tyre, was on the north coast of a on the east side, which they call today now Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, etc., and that is the story. That they that the Europeans symbolically talk about in in their Masonic rituals when they talk about the King of Tyre in reference yes. to the yeah. person conquering and, and them conquering, and of course that goes to Hasdrubal and Hannibal too during that period.
1: Yes, that's one of the most famous uh, warriors that emerged from the Punic Wars. That's Hannibal uh, Barker for the family that's out there. You know what I'm saying. All right, I want to, um, now that we've basically covered what the Inquisition was, I want to get on the Reconquista, the Reconquest of Spain, okay? So we're painting the picture that the same time that the Inquisition, well, the Inquisition is a byproduct of the Reconquista. But now to give it a broader aspect of what was going on in Moorish Spain, I want to uh, start building on the Reconquest of Spain. So anybody who wants to get on to start that off, ten.
5: I want the elder go first on that. Go
1: ahead. Brother Todd, do you want to open up on that first?
5: Yes. Uh, you're talking about uh, um,
4: Spain on, on, the, on the east side or the west side? Uh, west. West side I'm, you're talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm
1: Louisiana talking about the
4: territory and Napoleon.
1: No, I'm talking about the con- the reconque- the reconquest of Spain, Granada, Alhambra, um, you know, from the 1200s up until the late 1400s, which eventually you find the conquest of Granada, 1492.
4: Yes, and also uh, after that, the later conquest of Calpe, or what you call Gibraltar, etc. Yes, sir. Oh, all right. With what, what the reconquest of. I'm trying to remember the name of the city because when they conquered, um, uh, reconquered uh, um, Granada, etc. I forget the name that they called it. There, I apologize. So I'll make sure you, uh, that that I share that later on
5: because they renamed
4: that area today. Um, Cheyenne, do you remember the name of that? The renaming, the renaming of the city of the
5: area. Uh, I know they renamed uh, Seville. Uh, and they renamed uh, a couple of other cities That, that they, were pretty much more, Kingdom
1: Fe, Yeah, they renamed it Santa Fe When the Moors, were, when they were going to war The last war the, um, the outpost that they had outside of the castle Outside of the kingdom That's where you get Santa Fe from That's when Queen Isabella um came forth when they were losing faith and whatnot and they were basically losing the war, she came forth and gave them a whole new breath of life and they built they built a whole city there. They built like a um a border town while they were basically sieging the um the castles. That was Santa Fe, but I don't Yeah. Yeah,
4: as a matter of fact I I, I, I um years ago in my book um the Inquisition Operations in North America I named that city. I did a whole chapter on that area, but I don't want to get into it now because I can't remember the name, so I don't want to create confusion on that part. But basically, that still rides up even to, even today, even up until, um to the 1800s, even with Napoleon, because that's actually a continuation of the same, the, the same, um field, field operations. Uh, and I think a lot of times when we look at the reoccupation or the reconquest of uh, uh, um, Andalusia, that we call Spain, that um, that we that we have a tendency to keep looking in that one period rather than the continuation of field battles. hmm
5: Indeed, I would agree that that's because the all of the battles lead up to uh, everything that's going on today. I mean, if you just studied all the wars and the battles between those wars, then you clearly have a full understanding. That's why I was t- touching on the Punic Wars and that line of descent going on down into, you know, the happenings with Ferdinand and Queen Isabella because all of these, what people don't, you know, take it into consideration is that uh, all of these, quote-unquote, noble families all preserved or worked out preserving lineage and passed down inheritances through those particular lineages and they would carry on the grudges of their forefathers and foremothers. So if their foremothers and forefathers usually had a discrepancy or a problem or some kind of disagreement or a war being waged against another particular, you know, kingdom or nation, then they would pretty much take that up and and finish that uh that work that they you know, father or mother left for them. So taking those different things into consideration, you know, it's not necessarily what specifically took place in that period. But because that period was, the, uh, was clearly uh, a marker in time to, you know, signify a change in direction of rulership and power, it pretty much proceeded before that, a uh, long time before that, during a, a lot of successive wars. And after that, you actually see uh, the subjugation is complete when you, you know, scroll up into the Civil War. Because up until the Civil War, you know, I, I, don't, you know, I don't know how many people would agree with this, and I'm not going to go too far off subject, but to me, when I researched all of the evidence surrounding the Civil War, the Civil War was the completion of the uh, subjugation and takeover of, of the land and property of the Moors. Because, like, when the elder brought up the Ku Klux Klan, you know, anyone doing some quick, brief investigation into the matter could see that the Ku Klux Klan was actually uh, founded uh, from grafting Islamic principles because they have a holy chloron, you know, and they wear their, mm-hmm. you know, their garbs and their pointed, the pointed hats or the pointed hoods. Uh, based yeah. on the way we was dressing uh, in Morris culture, you know this is pretty much fact, uh, you know evident.
4: Yes, the, the brotherhood, the, the mystical brotherhood, and those yep. those uniforms, the, the, the pattern of those uniforms, minus uh, um, their adaptations of, of the way they use the cross, are actually thousands of years old. Precisely.
1: Yes, and they still carry that tradition on in the Vatican to this day. I want to add on to what I was saying about uh the reconquista and get into uh what was going on with Spain. Um, the principal domains of Spain, Castile and Aragon were united at last for the first time in 400 years. This is when this is when uh Ferdinand and Isabella got married. You know what I'm saying? Prior to the creation of, you know, these nation-states and whatnot, kingdoms would be joined through marriages, okay? So when they married, they joined the kingdoms. Um, and
4: that's when, when Andalusia became Spain.
1: Yes, yes, indeed. That's when it became Spain. The foundation of the Spanish Empire from the Pyrenees to Gibraltar, from Sicily to the Balearic Islands, to Valencia, to the Portuguese frontier, was formally laid. The horizon south to Al Andalus, east to the Holy Land, and eventually west across to the unknown beckoned, and the possibility seemed endless. With this historic realization, the notion of divine guidance grew up in the popular imagination. They were gassed up. The first provincial step had arrived with the unification of the peninsula under one crown. Next was the purification of the populace from heresy and unbelief and rebelliousness. And after that, the completion of the Christian reconquest by eliminating Gog and Magog, the last vestige of Islam in the Spanish land. That would be the fulfillment of a 500-year-long process. Lastly, Toward the end of the century and the advent of the Jubilee year of 1500. Remember, 1500 was the Jubilee year. The same way that you people want to party like it's 1999, they were partying and preparing themselves to the Jubilee. Welcome to the Jubilee, 1500. The Antichrist, with his armies of Jews and Muslims, would be confronted and defeated. The Triumph Crusade would end with the reconquest of Jerusalem for Christianity, and in the Apocalypse, the offering of a pure Christian paradise to God. God's plan was clear. The instruments for the divine glory were this fertile and pious queen and her diligent, cunning, and brave husband. Through them the prophecy of St. John the Evangelist, her patron saint, and of the book of Revelation would be realized. Spain, as beacon to the world, was entering the countdown to the last days. Isabella would reign as history's counter to the submissive, sinful, weak-minded Eve, as the reincarnation of the Virgin Mary, and as the apocalyptic woman of the Bible. This is oh. what they looked at her. She stood, clothed in the sun, standing upon the half moon, adorned with the crown of 12 stars, holding her boy child in her hair, wan as the apocalyptic woman held Jesus. With her feet, she would trample the evil serpent, and with her double-edged sword, slay this devil beast with his seven heads and ten horns. This perfect queen, together with her husband, the Hidden One, will bring about the new Spain, the new world, the new Jerusalem. This is your new world order. Sure. Early in the new decade of the 1480s, the war over succession was complete. Portugal had ceased to be a threat. The royal police had been established. The crown had pacified the upstart nobles. The Inquisition was getting underway, and the fiscal system was overhauled. And so the internal controls were in place. This is this mm. is this is a this is a meticulous plan they worked out and worked this whole thing in their favor. Ferdinand and Isabella could at least begin to think about their grander vision for the Jubilee and perhaps for the Apocalypse. Their all-postponed crusade against the Moors and the final demise of the infidel kingdom on the Spanish Peninsula. Come on now. Come on now.
5: Yeah, I mean, see, you know, the interesting thing is their religious uh, their religious aspect that they their religious position that they take towards the moors i mean it's all rooted and see a lot of people look at uh, at least ancient religion i don't know how people understand it today to be but people should check out theocratic governments and ecclesiastical government because particularly the christians and the moslems those were were you know ways of those were politics that was politics of the day as opposed to the you know it was it was your creed and your politics as opposed to what people take these things today as a casual belief or you know it's just something casual. This was the actual politics of the people, you understand because they were ran by theocratic governments. they were Christian princes mm-hmm. and Christian princesses. Christian kings and Christian queens, and there were Moorish emirs and Moorish emirs, so on and so forth. So the position yes. that is taken is to take the enemy in the framework of your holy book and, you know, cast them as the enemy because this is how they have practiced the science of opposites. I mean, when you take into consideration that, you know, they've called various Roman emperors uh, you know, the Antichrist is showing you that it's something that can be rehashed over and yes. over because it's a political system as opposed yes. to just simply being a belief system. And you know, right. the interesting yes. thing about that too, Cheyenne, is
4: uh, and, and that's a good point that you're making too because that's one of the mistakes that people make today uh, when they hear the word religion, they keep thinking it's some kind of uh, metaphysical spiritual development system, and the fact of the matter is has nothing to do with that whatsoever it has everything to do with economic politics, war, and mind control absolutely and and the and the truth of religion is
5: preserved in the secret societies for the rulers right <laughs> yeah, you really know cosmology. i don't I definitely don't want to cut your thought there, but I just want to build off what you said, just briefly touching on the fact that this is why. In all of their secret societies, that when they get to the top of it, they start. To, they tell you that they're dealing with Islam and not Christianity any longer, because whether it's all whether it's the Scottish right or the York right, I was uh, talking about this on one of my shows. When you look into the the shriners, they're running with the imperial potentate, imperial divan, uh, they're noble, uh, they're talking about Islam and, 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 and crossing the desert and all these particular things that they're supposed to be against. So what you actually see is them stealing the virtues and the culture of the true inheritors and using it against them because in secrecy they practice in Islam. And outwardly, they're practicing Christianity because Islam is the higher degrees of Christianity.
1: Right. Remember we were speaking the other day about the whole is concept call... of...
4: Hey. Hello. Hey. Hello? Hey. Hello? Yeah, go on.
1: Yeah, Brother Cheyenne, remember we were conversing about the Shrine aspect and I was telling you that I was told a while back that there a faction in them are secretly put in place to protect that particular Moorish woman that's standing on a star representing the particular sun or the seed is supposed to come through her. So it's funny to hear them building on the flip of that.
5: I as mean, a, you know, a, it's a, it's 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 one of those things. Within any order, there's opposition. So while I do. Believe it is a belief. I can't, you know, I don't, I don't, I haven't spoken to any one of them where they said it. to me it's a belief. I believe. I tell you what I believe. That sensically and reasonably, there are those of them that is in with power who know that they're supposed to give it back. They know they're supposed to hand things over. But a lot of our, our people isn't in position when I when I truly assess ready for government. You know, you have to have competency in government to administer it properly. So while there are those of them who do know that it's their duty to give it back because they're just stewards and custodians, they're those who are saying, no, we're going to rock this thing out so <laughs> we can't rock it out no more. So I definitely agree. Because there's also the uh, Helio Bibliotech, uh, you know, rendition of it where it says, that the dragon sits outside of the woman, waiting to devour the child. And we already know that the shrine is in particular,ly deal with the hospitals, and we already know what's being pumped out of the hospitals. So I definitely think there's a there's a twofold aspect wherein which there's a struggle within even those orders of what they're supposed to do in those secret orders regarding the quote unquote secret knowledge that they have that the rest of the you know 85ers or people who blindly follow the religion. Uh, don't particularly understand, you know what I mean. So I definitely agree, much so. Indeed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Brother, brother Todd, you had something
1: yeah. to add on, I believe.
5: Yeah. Um. Well,
4: basically, I was going pretty much, pretty much, uh, say what he was saying, um, actually, too, uh, along that line, but he pretty much filled it in. Because i would be I'll be saying a few things, but i would be more or less repeating just what he said. Because so that's that's mm-hmm. the truth. I mean, but I, I, I
5: want to hear it. I don't know if wild. the listeners. I want to hear what you got to <laughs> say. <laughs> this is
4: this is all why all your um your heads of government here are masons, et cetera, including ninety nine percent of your so called ordained Christian ministers, while condemning masonry across the pulpit in secret. They 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 themselves study the science of the mountaintop, which is the Great Seal. And when you hear that term that they've been to the mountaintop, that's 33 degree masonry. That's the Great Secret. And we, the Moors, the, the cultural history, etc., is also referred to as the Great Seal, not just the triangle or that Great Pyramid that you see them wearing around around the chest plate. Uh, the chest plates that you see them usually have, uh, uh, um, style, uh, style necklace on what you call Egyptian style, and they'll have the jewels on it. And the yeah. pyramid, that's the Great Seal. And when it's talked about the secrets that you're talking about right now, and the truth of the Imperial Divan, etc., and the fall of the Moors, and them keeping us in buried in in this uh, in ignorance, is called collectively the Great. Word "Great Seal" is used on multiple levels. It is not only the symbol or the or the, or the uh, insignia of the Moorish Nation, i.e., meaning the sovereign seal. Um, it is also a, a, a word that's used cover, cover word that's used covered up to cover up this knowledge that you're Dispensing right down, including the metaphysical knowledge, etc., including the truth of, um, of the um, the Moorish, the Moorish Yahudi or what you call what people miss, mistake as Morse Jews, et because there's no J, it's actually Yahudi, and, and the fact that the Hebrew alphabet is actually uh, formations, uh, um, actually what you call vibratory graphs or glyphs that actually represent forms or different parts of the body, et cetera, which is essentially a uh, glyphic, uh, glyphic cosmology. And so these, these uh, principles and the spirituality that goes behind it uh, goes with it. Also, it must be understood that that same culture is traced up into ancient parole, which was later named by the Moors Hindustan a couple thousand years ago, which now people call India, which it is not India, which is back to Christopher Colombo again and them trying to get to India, et cetera, because it's so much more than the spice trade. It was also to get the great secrets of the ancient ones, i.e., what they call right now the great knowledge or the great keys to both uh, what they call heaven and hell, but it's actually the knowledge of the uh, inner world, the upper world, and the underworld, mm-hmm. also uh, traveling the different planets. So, uh, And this is also back to where Cheyenne was referring to the craft that was following those ships, and so there's a whole other side of history that's being suppressed. Um, and so when they present um, that history from Colombo and even back to the Inquisition, etc., very often, you know, people keep looking at it in the context of, of that limitation that they presented. When actually there was a very high level alchemical side of culture that was also concurrently existing that um, that is basically kept underground as far as that knowledge is concerned. And and essentially that and more is essentially what masonry is.
5: You know, I want to add on just briefly to what you were saying now about them uh, being Freemasons and so forth. Uh, And uh, I've stated it a few times, but I don't know if I ever stated it to you, that I was doing some research into a 1962 book uh, called The Federal Reporter. It's where they – uh, you know, they list their actual case holdings um, and that they the ones that they don't let out to the public. And this is uh, from the U.S. Supreme Court. And it said that uh, Freemasons sit on all grand juries and petty juries. So all of your indictments are coming from Freemasons. You know, so that's just something real interesting to take into consideration about... The nature of the Inquisition and, and its definitely its relation to the uh, to many of the things that they're holding in the secret societies because any court hearing or any trial is uh, for banishment. It's their it's their way of working whatever. Well, not their way, but it's a it's the science of governing uh, energy within a certain uh, ge-, ge you know geometric space and time continuum because. That's what they're doing when they're summoning you and they're banishing you at the same time after they finish summoning you. So, you know, it definitely uh, plays into a higher mystical level and, you know, a very mundane level when we just take it to consideration of, you know, all of the different things that are of reality when we look at it. You know, as the Elder always breaks down a lot of times that we had clocks that could clock the different times uh, on different planets, uh, on this planet, so on and so forth. Because when they went into the Omec chambers, they found a star, a, a, a map of star systems that wasn't, hasn't been seen till the Hubble telescope. You know, so there's a lot of different things that people should take into consideration when the Knights Templar embarked on the Crusades. They were definitely out for the secret knowledge. Uh, that, you know, mm-hmm. the Philosopher's Stone, uh, the the you know, alchemy, chemistry, all of these different things that people take for granted today was not necessarily available back then in mass. Uh, you know, it wasn't available for mm-hmm. everyone to just read because most of them couldn't read. So it's very important to take that into consideration because you see some of the things like the zero gravity technology that they say they got from aliens. You know, you can trace that kind of technology to what's, you know, engraved on the walls in Kemet, the same zero-gravity technology. So all of these different things that the crusade existed for was to steal, on a mundane level, the natural wealth, but the most important wealth, which is the information and the knowledge, because so many books were burned so, you know, I know Stanley Lane Poole said that when the Moors fell in Spain, it set the world back a thousand years. So whatever we accomplish in now is still a thousand years behind. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to put that out there briefly. Yeah. This is where this is um
4: where our the miseducation of our children come from, except for, you know, just like you see a lot of of scholars amongst our people writing books about the miseducation of the Negro, that type of thing, which uh, ex- exposes a lot of information, but the very title itself represents miseducation because we're not Negroes, you know, and all those little subtleties. And um, um, of course, cooperatively, you know, uh, the uh, control systems that are, that deal with the edu- Board of Education, which was established just for that purpose, et cetera. Uh, operate by guidelines called Indexus Librorum Prohibitorum and Indexus Librorum Expergatorius, which means certain literature being prohibited and certain literature being expurged expurged or or what you call purged, meaning burned or destroyed. And that is a standard. And I think one of the important things, too, um, Brother Fillmore, Brother Cheyenne, Relative to even this forum, uh, this is very important because uh, amongst our people of all the the uh, different schools of, of liberation amongst us, we need to reduce or eliminate the uh, phrase uh, with these conditions, referring to them as racism. We need to eliminate that. And, and put the proper word in there inquisition
3: operations.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I'd
5: agree a hundred percent. I would agree a hundred percent. The the nature, as you was stating earlier, of the Inquisition is basically to rob, rape and pillage. And they'll get you distracted and a lot of different other things. You know, it's racism and we know that race is a social construct. It's a creation. It's a it's a it's a mental creation of acceptance. So you know that's a construct that you know. Come, a lot of this is very simple in nature to understand when you understand wars. Julius Caesar had a simple philosophy: divide and conquer. So it was of no use to call everybody the same thing because you're not going to play all the pieces on the chessboard the same way. So it was very right. important to. Come in and I think you could take a lot From the metaphysical or spiritual Lesson that you know is in the Helios Bibliotech where it talks About uh, the language Was confounded at the Tower of Babel Whether that happened or not I'm not Trying to debate but the nature of what Happens when you confuse a people's language Confuse a people's Identity then you have a Situation where you can can now Come in and rule and govern those people Can you hold that
4: thought I and, and and continue. Uh, I'm going to make a point on the uh, Tower of Babel. Actually, that's the introduction by the Jesuits, the Bishopric, of, of what is called connotative linguistics. This is when they consciously um, uh, develop symboliographers and symboliography, to a, which is the art and the cunning of drafting writs, et cetera, Contracts, etc., and the introduction, the, the the great thrust and introduction of connotative linguistics to be begin to bury the etymon of, of of the language, etc. Whereas the educational institutions would by, be by their very um, existence actually uh, digressing the people in the name of education, and so. That's a good point that you're making, but the people need to understand that the tower of the bell is is actually
5: means connotative linguistics. That's 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 amazing. I'm glad you I'm glad you cleared that up because you know I I didn't know it had any correlation until you just put it that way. And yes, you're absolutely correct. Uh, One of the, I, I, wanna, I just want to say interrupt. briefly too before you before you continue, right, uh Just to support uh, so support and information to what the elder said about you know uh changing the way our education is uh received in connotation connotative linguistics uh i got this uh email in this uh this actual literature real quick is very short uh from Amani Bay from Japan he sent this to me this is from lord macaulay's address to the british parliament uh february second, eighteen 1835 It says, I have traveled across the length and breadth of India, and I have not seen one person who is a beggar, who is a thief. Such wealth I have seen in this country, such high moral values, people of such caliber that I do not think we would ever conquer this country unless we break the very backbone of this nation, which is her spiritual and cultural heritage. And therefore, I propose that we replace her old and ancient education system, her culture, for if the Indians think that all that is foreign in English is good and greater than their own, they will lose their their self-esteem, their native culture, and they will become what we want them, a truly dominated nation. So that just correlates Jeez. to the philosophy and the state of mind oh. that was being on utilized that note,
3: I want to put
1: a pause on it. It's 11-11 coming up. We do our meditation from 11:11 11, 11 to 11:14. 11, Let's do a collective banishment meditation that the truth about Columbus shall come out on that day that our people is going to be down there celebrating this bastard. So, you know, we're going to send... It's still a meditation of love and light, this being a new moon. So the family, we will be back at 1114. And I know some people might have to go and do some things or have you. You know, let's keep it real. Except 1114. Islam, Islam, peace. Islam. No doubt. Yes, yes. That was a powerful meditation and I am um, I saw it. Like I'm I'm not I don't even have to speculate that the truth was gonna come out. I actually saw the truth come out. So um I wanna give thanks to all of the all of the uh the family that's participating in these meditations. You know what I'm saying? Like we're doing it. It's it's not that you know, this is coming out. We're we're all doing this as the collective. You know, what I mean, I want to give thanks because there's some powerful things that are being done. Indeed. Indeed, what? definitely. If if we would only just take a moment to breathe, it would alleviate so many um impulsive actions that we take. You know, what I'm saying it's so important to just sometimes stop and take that breath. You know what I mean? Indeed. But yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely saw. The light that is coming out of this particular program, changing the whole dynamic, and um, you know, they're gonna have a black cloud over that event. You know what I'm saying they will not get away with those lies this year. Different portals are opening. Please keep in mind that ten ten ten, which is Sunday, is a major major, major. portal opening. Major. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying even to the point where they are designating on CNN ten thirteen as the day that the ship shall appear. So you know they saying that they gonna make a uh, major appearances over the cities so understand that 10 11 that shit got to crash man that got to crash you know what i'm saying Word is ball
5: yeah you know um, that 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 definitely uh you know it's it's all it's all relative that's all i can say it's uh I, you know when i take that quote from uh the moors in spain that book when he say that the moors when the moors fell and set the world back a thousand years. Uh, you know, it, you got to take into consideration, you know, state of mind wise, being, you know, being back a, backwards a thousand years and having to deal with uh, the pretty much the veil of illusion being removed in many different, you know, instances in regards to us here in this time and space continuum, where in which we have to deal. With this Morris Paradigm As you were saying That uh, You know uh earlier Blue Pill At the Peter Moon He actually You know Say he had been around the world And you know Something that This is this has to be addressed uh, I don't know If y'all ready To go into Columbus Just yet But I, when you, just let me know When y'all do Because I want to Read something uh, So people get it clear About what his Intentions was And yes. That shows you What their intentions are overall, because even when I was discussing last Friday on on one of my shows, uh, they likened that if we did run, Stephen Hawking's likened that if we did run into aliens, uh, according to him, that it would be the equivalent of Columbus coming to the Americas. (laughs) So it's just interesting that he would even take Columbus and liken that to their experience of what they would right. deem the worst and possible outcome Yeah, let's,
1: yeah let's let's be clear that he was talking about a very hostile interaction by way of them, quote unquote, coming here. That's his correlation with the Columbus was that. He you said know, what don't I mean, look but his reality is not ours. Yeah, they said don't look up, and then they use that in the movie. They use that footage and his saying in uh, in the movie that's coming out. You know what I'm saying, dealing with the mothership.
5: Yeah. It's uh, Scorpio. It was
1: called Skyline. Yes. Is uh is Brother Taj with us? Yeah, Brother Taj is there. Brother Taj. He might still be meditating. <laughs> Alright, well, now being that we're on the Reconquista, because we're about to get on Columbus, we're gonna touch Columbus, I wanna read uh another passage about the Reconquista when they were closing in on the Battle of Alhambra, okay? I'm fast-forwarding. There's so much to read, but I'm just giving you a piece. And like I say, yes. I reiterate, this is basically a 30-second commercial compared to what the Morris Renaissance web show will be bringing to the family live on your computer, visual this and audio. And then, like, you can't even, you can't wrap this story up in three hours. It's impossible. You can't even Yeah, you can't tell it in 300 hours, but let me get into this. In his service, the Marquis – can you hear me, Clint? I'm coming up?
3: Yeah. Okay, definitely.
1: The Marquis had a considerable corpse of spies. Many of them were Moors who had converted to Christianity and who could easily mingle with their Islamic brothers. In January 1482, he dispatched them into the borderlands to watch for further enemy expeditions, but also to gauge the readiness of the Moorish strongholds. Within days, he received an interesting report from one of his most reliable agents from the city of Alhama was ripe for the picking. Alhama was deep within the Moorish kingdom, no more than 20 miles southwest of the city of Granada itself. Significantly, it lay astride the vital strategic road between Granada and Malaga. If that road were cut, it would isolate Granada from its major port and source for reinforcements in North Africa. The town itself was large and prosperous, uh, known since Roman times for its Delibrious hot springs and for its commanding fortress, which hovered over the town from a high perch on a rock ledge overlooking a deep gorge. Behind that palisade rose the high Sierra. The Alhama River nearly encircled the town. Without seeking Ferdinand's approval, the Marquis of Cadiz assembled an impressive force of Andalusians at Merchana some 3,000 light cavalry, 4,000 foot soldiers, and a company of engineers. Without informing his soldiers of, on their exact mission, the Marquis led them east to Antiquia, the first of the Andalusian towns to fall to the Christian forces 70 years earlier, and then into the slopes around Alhama. On the night of February 5th, they reached the environs of the town and moved silently to the rock ledge beneath the walls. As the town slept, a single sentinel patrolled the battlements. A squadron of 300 hand-picked commandos now crept finally to the walls, carrying scaling ladders. I'm sure that we remember watching all of these movies when they're in kingdoms and all of that, and, they, you you know, they, they're they reenacting these battles, but, of course, they're not showing you them going against the moors. They, they fictitiously show them going against one another. Soon enough they were over the parapet and into the town if the town slept initially it awoke quickly if the town slept initially it awoke quickly to the alarm and hand to hand combat raged in the streets it was said that the Moors sensualist as they were were weakened by the pleasures of their hot baths and by their sense of false security <laughs> but they outnumbered the christians and they fought valiantly for their homes While the fighting raged, engineers went to work on breaching the walls of the fortress, the same way that the engineers went to work in New Orleans. Shout out to New Orleans. It was the Army Corps of the Engineers that went to work on the levees, just the the same way that they did uh, decades before in Louisiana and blew the levees. When the breach was accomplished, the battle was drawn. By dust, Pont de Leon held the town. From the dungeons of the fortress, a number of prisoners from Zahara was, were liberated. It was later written that the, the chival- chivalrous Rodrigo Ponce de Leon had suffered the pleas of his commanders to evacuate the place. So deep, it, so deep was it within enemy territory because it cannot be defended. God has given the citadel into Christian hands, he has replied stoutly. He will no doubt strengthen them to maintain it. We have gained the place with difficulty and bloodshed. It will be a stain upon our honor, upon our honor to abandon it for imagined dangers. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just in right there. So that's basically just one of the many wars that took place in the, recon, the, the reconquering of Spain by these Christian forces. You know what I'm saying, and all of these battles are very interesting to study because we just, you know, we need to we need to put this in our minds.
5: Yeah, that's 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 uh that's monumental. Uh, if it, if if that's not grasped very uh very shortly, then we're gonna miss the uh, entire understanding of how we can possibly deal with the current situation that we're faced with because uh. Yeah. Like I said, the more things change, the more they stay the same, you know? Exactly.
1: And and history rewards those who research, you know what I mean? So here it is. I'm, we're showing you that they use Christian spies who mixed in with their brethren who were really on the side of the of the cross. That would be... Translated and decoded in these nowadays, when you fast forward to now, that is government provocateur, agent provocateur, correctional officers.
5: Informants.
1: Correctional officers, families of police officers who are in the conscious community on the front lines. You understand? That would be akin to the same thing that you see with these informants that they basically used to filter into the Moorish movement and crush it from the insides.
5: Hey, you remember the, uh, civil rights, uh, photographer? Yeah. He was an FBI yes. informant, uh, his, his whole career pretty much.
1: Withers. Whole yeah. Ernie Withers. You know what I'm yes, indeed. Ernie Withers. So instead of them having witch hunters, remember back in the days when they used to have a witch hunt? Mm-hmm. Now they got the uh, broke down witches doing, you know what I'm saying magic for them in the community and everything. So it's all repeating itself.
5: Oh yeah, it definitely is. One of one of the things I, I just wanna I just wanna read this and get this out there real quick about uh, Columbus and uh, his uh, privileges and prerogatives that was granted to him on 1492 yeah. before. He actually uh, embarked on his mission. This is this was the authority he was moving under. It says Ferdinand and is- Elizabeth, by the grace of God, King and Queen of Castile, of Leon, of Aragon, of Sicily, of Granada, of Toledo, of Valencia, of Galicia, of Majorca, of Menorca, of Seville, of whatever. I ain't you know. I ain't gonna read all of their accolades, but it says for as much of you. Christopher Columbus are going by our command with some of our vessels and men to discover and subdue some islands and continent in the ocean and it is hoped that by God's assistance some of the said islands and continent in the ocean will be discovered and conquered by your means and conduct therefore It is but just and reasonable that since you expose yourself to such danger to serve us, you should be rewarded for it, and we be willing, uh, being willing to honor and favor you for the reasons aforesaid. Our will is that you, Christopher Columbus, after discovering and conquering the said islands and continent in the said ocean, or any of them, shall be our admiral of the said islands, and continent you shall so discover and conquer, and that you be our admiral, viceroy, and governor in them, and that for the future you may call and style yourself D. Christopher Columbus, and that your sons and successors in the same employment may call themselves dons, admirals, viceroys, and governors of them, and that you may exercise the office of admiral with the charge of viceroy and governor of the said islands and continent, which you and your lieutenants shall conquer and freely decide, this is important, freely decide all causes, civil and criminal, appertaining to the said employment of admiral. I'm going to fast forward a little bit just to show you how close and bring this all home. In all things belonging to the said offices or any of them, and that you enjoy the prerequisites and salaries belonging to the said employments, and to each of them in the same manner as the high admiral of our kingdom does. And by this, our letter or a copy of it signed by a public notary. How many of us know public notaries? <laughs> so they you I'm just saying this is how relative the situation is now that's the authority he was moving on a brief uh, just a brief quick reading from one of his journals it says whereas in the name of our lord jesus christ this is from christopher columbus it says whereas most christian high excellent and powerful princes king and queen of spain and the islands of the sea our sovereigns This present year, 1492, after your highness had terminated the war with the Moors reigning in Europe, the same having been brought to an end in the great city of Granada, where on the second day of January this present year I saw the royal banners of your highness planted by force of arms upon the towers of the Alhambra, which is the fortress of that city, and saw the Moorish king come out at the gate of the city and kiss the hands of your highness and of the prince of my sovereign. So this, that was fresh off of 1492 when he got the charter to go on over and the authority to go and conquer the things in the new world, the islands and the continents. And this must, this must be understood because that's where they got the maps from. When they fell in Granada, This is what allowed the European to finally get a hold of the treasure. Remember, the Elder Taj was talking about the treasure. You know, Mm -hmm. Drew Ali said when the European leave here, mountains of gold will be revealed. The vast treasure of the of the Americas was what was one of the main things that was coveted because Mm -hmm. they knew this as Atlantis in the old stories. So the Mm -hmm. fact is, is that that was their whole entire mission. When mm-hmm. if you go watch the fourteen ninety two Conquest of uh, Paradise, it's a movie that came out in the early nineties and it has Sojourner Weaver playing uh Queen Isabella, it shows you right then and there that they were coming for the gold. They came for the riches. This was the land the of milk and honey they knew the Moors were storing up over here.
1: This was your land of milk and honey in the Americas. We're gonna get into that. I'm gonna follow up with what you said into um Go right by, you know, I'm going to back it up a little bit, and I'm going to get into how he got sent off by Queen Isabella. Indeed. The queen, in turn, deserves her due. Over the years, she had left the door open to Columbus. Despite her lack of technical knowledge, she alone had seen his quality. She alone, had risen, she alone had risen above the sniping and the derision of her wise men because they was hating on Columbus. They were saying that he couldn't pull nothing off, and he kept on being
3: persistent.
1: Later, after his third voyage, Columbus was still bursting with gratitude for his queen and once again credited divine guidance. He said, in the midst of general incredul- and incredulity, Columbus wrote, the Almighty infused into the Queen, my lady, the spirit of intelligence and energy, whilst everyone else in his ignorance was expounding only on the inconvenience and cost. Her Highness approved it on the contrary and gave it all the support in her power. In the weeks that followed the Queen's reversal, the necessary documents were drawn up. Friar Juan Perez acted as Columbus, Columbus's attorney in the negotiations over the language and the fine points. The town of Palos was charged with providing and equipping three caravels, two of which would be offered at taxpayers' expense, while the funds for the third would be provided through donations by Columbus himself.
3: Where were those three ships? I'm asking
1: the, yeah, the the three caravels are the three ships that he sailed out with. Maria de Pinto. Yeah, the royal decree, the town was commanded to provide the ships to Columbus within 10 days of receiving the order. That's incredible, to build three ships in 10 days. Not surprisingly, four months rather than 10 days would end up as the actual time it would take to find and outfit the vessels. In the capitulations, as the Articles of Agreement were formally and appropriately called, Columbus was granted the title not only of Admiral, but of Viceroy and Governor General of any lands specified as islands or mainlands he might discover. He will be entitled to one-tenth of all pearls, precious stones, Gold, silver, and spices he might find or seize, while the crown will take the remaining 90%. Of any commerce that might sub- subsequently be conducted in lands he discovered, Columbus will be entitled to a cut. Henceforth, he should be addressed with the honorific Don Christopher Columbus, and his heirs will be entitled to enjoy the privileges of his admiralty. Ad- admir- Admiralty. Amorality, Admiralty. Don Christopher Columbus, for all the Dons out there, after these essential provisions came to fine points, under no circumstances was he to call the Portuguese possession of St. George of the Mine in Africa or conduct any trade with Portuguese agents. For it is in our pleasure to abide by and enforce the terms which we agreed upon and convenated with the most serene king of Portugal, our brother, on this manner. We have to remember that Portugal was
0: granted Africa.
1: Spain was granted the Americas, which was called the New World. And they were not to cross paths and, and basically, you know, fight over lands. This is what the Pope decreed. Amnesty was granted to any criminals who might ship out with the voyage since it was not entirely clear whether it would be easy to recruit a crew because they were scared to death to sail out. No taxes would be assessed on the supplies for the voyage, and any supplies and repairs to the ships must be provided at reasonable prices. Any attempt to exploit or overcharge would be punished with a fine of 10,000 meravides. On April 30th, the Admiral was summoned to the Hall of the Ambassadors in the Alhambra, because after they took over the Alhambra, they set up shop there. There, in the golden glow of the arabesque and beneath the intricate ceilings of mysterious, starry design, he collected his broadsheet parchment documents embossed with the seal of the Spanish monarchy and received his official send-off. In this official send-off, Columbus was, as usual, deft in stressing the themes that he knew were close to the royal heart. In a startling aside, he said, I plead with your majesty to spend all the treasures from this enterprise on the conquest of Jerusalem. He meant to be a part of the full absolute revelation, not merely a partial one. He meant to be a part of the full absolute revelation and not merely a partial one. Like I said earlier, the 1500s was the jubilee year, so their revelation was the conquering of Jerusalem. So the conquering of of, of Alhambra and the conquest of the Moors and the conquest of the New Worlds was basically biblical in its nature. This is the revelation to them. This is the Bible prophecy. That revelation, prophesied in the last book of the Bible, would involve the new world, the new heaven, the new Jerusalem. This suggestion was well received, especially by Isabella, but it played to the apocalyptic longings of both monarchs. One final document was requested, an official introduction to imaginary oriental continents like the great Khan or other kings and lords of India or the emperor of the island of Kapingu or even the elusive Prester John. Remember we talked about Pastor John before. Three such yeah. introductions were provided with the name left blank, for no one knew by what title these exotic Brahmins might be like to be addressed. This is how it went. To the most serene prince, our dear friend Ferdinand and Isabella, king of queen of Castile Aragon, Leon, Sicily, etc., greetings and increase of good fortune, the document read. From the statements of certain of our subjects who have come to us from your kingdoms and and domains, we have... Learned with joy of your esteemed and high regard for us and our nation and your great eagerness to be informed about things with us. Wherefore, we have resolved to send you our noble captain, Christopher Columbus, from whom you may learn of our good health and our prosperity. The Catholic monarchs made one final gesture. They appointed Columbus's son, Diego. You know, Diego is down with Dora. <laughs>
5: Dora the Explorer.
1: And Diego. Dora they the
5: Explorer. Columbus' his <laughs> son Diego,
3: <laughs>
1: as son to Prince, they appointed his son Diego as page to Prince Juan, the heir apparent to the Spanish throne. This was a seminal honor that was accorded only to the sons of the most distinguished families in the realm. And there was evidence of how completely they had now swung over to Columbus. If in their last session at the Alhambra, Columbus pandered to the apocalyptic dreams of the monarchs, first Spain, then the New World, finally Jerusalem, he also flattered them on their victory over the infidel. He proposed to be the right arm of their crusades. He said, I saw the Moorish king come forth to the gates of this city and kiss the royal hands of your highness. As Catholic princes devoted to the holy Christian faith and propagators thereof of enemies of the sect of Muhammad and all of of his idolatries and heresies, you resolve to send me to the regions of India to see princes and peoples and lands and to determine the manner in which their conversion to our holy faith might be accomplished. Isabella and Ferdinand had made him join them as a dog of God. Theirs was the great crusade to purify the world of heresy and idolatry as it advanced the glory of Spain. Columbus would rejoice in the fact that his glorious undertaking coincided with the monarch's decision to deal decisively with the superstition of Judaism. On March 30th, 1942, A month before Columbus' final send-off at Granada, the Catholic monarchs issued a royal decree to expel all Jews from Spain. Come on. Now, son, son. This is for Columbus, people. This is the person whose day that our family members and everybody in the goddamn world is going to be celebrating. This is how the spell continues to be what it is. You could talk about everything else in the goddamn world. This is where it's at right now. I want to see a fucking... I want to see a statue come down on that day. I said it. Show me that it's real. I want to see one of his statues come down on his day, on Monday. They say speaking into existence, so I'm speaking into an existence. This is how you show that the goddamn Morris Empire is rising up. Hmm.
5: You know, the interesting the thing mean, is uh, down in South America a few years ago. Uh, I think it was Venezuela. They had took down uh, one of the Christopher Columbus statues down there. You know they got a lot of them everywhere too. So you know they, they named District of Columbia after Columbus.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, they did.
5: Right. All for our people that are still into marching.
1: You know what I'm saying? Make sure that you show up at the at the at the parade, the Columbus Day parade, waving your Moorish flag and your fez, shutting them down. being your fez. Exactly. More has got to stop being so, uh, invisible at this point. Real talk.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's bravery and courage with everything. And, uh, quite frankly, not too many people care in that regard. Like, not not even, and this is no slight at anybody, but, you know, even the listeners, you know. you got to be very, very serious, uh, to make certain moves like that. You know, that's why the Murakush Society created the Morris American Party so that we can bring together some of these uh, galvanizing factors to be able to, you know, have, you know, particular demonstrations because you have things like that with going on with the Tea Party as well. You know, they uh, mm-hmm. that's a force to be reckoned with. That is the culmination of the Ku Klux Klan uh the secret society, that's all of them. They're being bankrolled by billionaires. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's something that uh, at the end of the day is going to definitely have to come to grips uh, with the reality that we have to deal with this uh, Moorish identity. And when you talk about Christopher Columbus, I mean, he is the symbol of Moorish defeat and Mm -hmm. Moorish subjugation more than more than uh, George Washington or any of those other guys. Christopher Collette all started. Their really reigns pitch. on the new world started with him. You see what I'm saying? I think we made that ever so clear tonight, definitely. You know what I mean? So, you know, definitely if people are serious, you know, things definitely should be done to show the world that, uh, you know, that's not our discoverer because people look at the word discovery as if it's uh, something that means it was lost or it wasn't there, then it was found. That's specific legal jargon and legal language uh, for claiming property, discovery.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: So, you know, at taking all of these different things into consideration and understanding what Columbus was, Columbus was the symbol of exploitation, global exploitation. When we talk about the water wars and these different things, that's just a continuation of the exploits of Columbus, you know, so.
1: I think, I think, Brother Cheyenne, like, if you want to, you know what I'm saying, if you want to do a show on Monday, like, because we ain't even touched on it, like, we have not even gone in yet, um, family, real talk, we just warming up.
5: Yeah, I mean, you can't even cover this stuff in three hours.
1: It's so much to build on. Or if you want to do it on 1010, you know what I'm saying, i sacrifice my Sunday and i get it in with you and we could continue really building on this whole Columbus thing because, you know, I'm not going to – this is not – this ain't a gimmick because it's holiday, the holiday is coming up and whatnot and we want to just bring people on the show. Like this is some real shit right here. This is real talk and this needs to be talked about. You know what I'm saying? And this needs to be discussed, and this needs to be built on. And this needs to be, uh, uh, scholastically dealt with instead of the bullshit that keep going on in the conscious community with the petty ass conscious peons.
5: Indeed. Indeed. See, I mean, i definitely, all, all, I'll set it up. We'll definitely delve into it more because again, you know, the, the Columbus, Columbus is a symbol and sim, sim symbology is universal language. And this one man is a symbol of the eradication of the Americas, you understand? And uh, what a lot of people don't take into consideration is a holiday is a holy day, you know? So Christopher Columbus is a Christian saint, pretty much. That's why they call it... I've seen certain places where they call St. Christopher Columbus. So that means that it's a Christian holiday or holy day. So... All of the and and, and it's in October 10th, October 10th, because that's when he arrived. So it's not by accident that it's that day. They chroniclize that day, glorify that day, and honor that day. So whoever you know feeds into the energy of that day, you're giving the immortalized energy. Him and your ancestors, Precis- precisely. Them. You know, you're and doing they, all they, of this they're all they're of that kind of stuff. Grave.
1: Yeah. yeah and this year it happens to be a very strategic portal date, so that we have to take into account as well. You know what I'm saying you're gonna be held into account of what you're doing at that particular time when that portal opens as that portal finds you, that's who you are, so be very mindful not to be falling into these aspects of giving energy to this dude. you know what I'm saying banish him can i um can i can I build on something with uh like, Cause we're gonna be getting into his crossing the Atlantic now, uh, and then we're gonna get into him. Because remember, I, we gotta talk about 80 million on his hands. 80 million in a few years. 80 million bodies at his hands in a few years. Like we didn't even get to that yet. I, I want to talk about that, that means- 80 million. I want to rob 80 million souls out of. The, I'm not talking about Africa either. I'm talking about the lands of the Americas. Africa came later in the late 1600s. I'm talking about late 1400s, before the 1500s, 80-some-odd million. Columbus was aware that Africans may well have utilized ocean currents to navigate to the Americas. His 1498 voyage specifically used the southern route from the Cable Verde Islands to Trinidad, an easy crossing traveled const- consistently thereafter by Spaniards, Portuguese, Britons, and others. Columbus was especially intrigued to see what lands lay in the South American direction, since the king of Portugal had said that there was terra firma in that direction and was greatly inclined to make discoveries to the southwest in um, it's, it's some uh, Spanish that I don't understand. In short, the Portuguese had found boats, canoes, which left for West Africa to navigate to the West with merchandise. In the Gulf of Korea area near Trinidad, Columbus found that the Americans that he saw was uh, – Thus he saw it was well-made, multicolored scarves or sashes identical with those of Sierra Leone, but because of the distance, he thought that the two peoples ought not to be in communication. Later, Columbus stated that each American wore scarves which resembled, which resembled Moorish sashes, one for the head and one for the rest of the body. Nonetheless, one of Columbus's motives in examining the area around Trinidad was to Um, And they put it in Spanish. I need an interpreter to roll with me because it'd be a bunch. Like I said, a lot of our history is in Spanish, Latin, French, and Portuguese. You know what I'm saying? And that's how they put it there because they know that a lot of us don't read multi-languages. Thus, Columbus wanted to verify the truth of what the Americans of Haiti had stated previously to the effect that black people had come from the south and southeast and that their... At Zagaya, spearheads were made of Ghanem, a brass or bronze-like mixture of gold, silver, and copper. Las Casas doubted the truth of one of Columbus's stories about an island with only women. Thus, the existence of an island of Ghanem where much gold was to be found was also doubted. Probably in some region, there was much Ghanem, which was a base type of gold, oro, somewhat purplish, esteemed much by the Americans and known by its smell. Significantly, the Americans of the Gulf of Paria area possessed pieces of gold, but but it was muy bajo, que parezca sabradero, very low grade, appearing to be alloyed with a gilded over silver or base metal. No evidence of black people was found in the Trinidad, Paria region, the Americans being either of Indian color or near white many being tan blancos como nosotros y mejeros, cabellos y bien codados, as white as us and better with better hair and well cut. It, thus it seems likely that the ganin was a base alloy or gilding of gold, which was quite common in the Caribbean region. It may it may well be that the black people who brought spear tips with it to Haiti were only Americans painted black, a common practice, and not Africans. One must also remember that Columbus's knowledge of American language was virtually non-existent. So Columbus did not know any any languages of the people that he came across.
5: Uh, I just one want to say real ahead. quick too. So, you see how he said they were painted black. You know, when you mm-hmm. look research the legal term for colored, you know, it means painted, you know, uh uh, you know, a facade. So that I just find that very interesting quickly, but my back mm-hmm. is changed.
1: That book is from Africans and Native Americans, The Language of Race and the Evolution of Red Black Peoples, that's written by Jack D. Forbes, okay? So if you uh, for my book collectors and for my researchers please go get that book because that book talks extensively about the existence. You got to remember, man, like if if you really want to be a common, if you want to deal with common sense, let's just go to common sense. Common sense is he said that in 1492, you have reports of Africa's being enslaved in the late 1600s and coming over to the Americas. So the slavery that took place, the minute that he touched the Americas, were all of the Americans. They referred to all the Americans as Americans. Marrakesh, Morocco. So we're talking North America, once again, South America, Central America, the Caribbean and the islands. So we're talking Jamaica, Haiti, Florida, North Carolina, Georgia, um, Ecuador, Peru, that's what Pizarro and Cortez. It's the same mission. So all of these people were being enslaved and sent to Europe to the slave markets in Seville and the slave markets in Valencia, and they were being sold as slaves around Europe. And then they were being mm. shipped to Africa to serve in Guinea. When the Portuguese began conquering Africa, they were shipping slaves from the Americas over to Africa. So the, the slave trade was in reverse.
5: Indeed. 70 million mm. dead.
1: 70 million dead. 70 million Dead in, in about five years to ten years from diseases that came over there and brought the plague over there, smallpox, venereal diseases that you could only get from sleeping with animals, gonorrhea and whatnot, syphilis that came from sleeping with sheeps and horses and whatnot, dirty dicks. They came over there and gave it to the women of the Americas, Brazil. The Brazilians that you see over there now are the Brazilians that were there before the Caucasian came over there. They keep talking about people who got shipped over there. The Brazilians that are there, all of these, all of these beautiful, beautiful. You know how we love the Brazilians. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, all of these Brazilians and the Portuguese came over there and fell in love with the Brazilians. And that, and, and the race that you see in Brazilians that are mixed that came out of the Brazilians that were there.
5: You know, that's funny too because. Uh, Bahia is a state in Brazil, and Bahia was named after a Moorish uh, princess uh, in Morocco. Yes, it's indeed. a palace shout named, out, uh Bahia.
1: Shout-out to the 144,000 for posting that footage. You know what I'm saying? They actually indeed. have been going to these sacred sites in Bahia and showing the Islamic influence on that place. So shout-out to the indeed. families Wars. down there. Yeah, do, don't That's get it to all Moorish. So the, the the expedition was a continuation of the fall of Granada at the hands of one who participated in the defeating of the Moors. One said Christopher Columbus, at the behest and the blessings of the Pope and the uh, and Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand, to continue the murder mission and the enslavement of our people. So, when we say that the slavery myth needs to be shattered, that's what we're talking about. When we say that they didn't teach you the correct term, the correct history about slavery and you bugging out, that's what we're talking about. We ain't trying to give nobody credit that slavery did not exist. It always has existed, but the terms in which you're using it is not the same. We're talking about war. We're talking about homicide. We're talking about genocide. We're talking about Holocaust. Don't get it
5: twisted. You know, another thing too to bring it bring it into a another bring it home to reality to a lot of people is that slavery in these days and times legally is uh the same relationship between employer and employee. And that's identical mm-hmm. to master and servant. That's just a Supreme Court case ruling on that. So anyone who's considered who have a 9 to 5 job This is not a slight at anybody I'm just talking about the legal precedence on it uh, That person is considered a servant And their employer or boss Is considered their master
3: Yes indeed
1: well, That's true so Listen um, we got um 4 minutes left
5: Dag, that's the, zoom uh, by
1: <laughs> Zoom by. By. No, yeah, by. by You got a stream Huh? Will it be able to stream afterwards? Um, it's you don't know, three right? minutes for the live left. I believe it will still be on. You know what I'm okay. saying? I don't know if y'all wanted to take calls and just continue carpet bombing. Doing what um, you do. Yeah, like callers, I see hands up, and we're going to get at y'all. We're going to definitely get to the callers, but um, it's a lot of stuff that we got to cover, so please respect the fact that we're going to keep going in. You know what I'm saying? But we will get to you. You feel me?
5: Yeah, probably the live live broadcast will probably, uh, that'll probably go off. But who's ever on the line, you know what I mean, is on the line. So I'm I'm up for whatever. It's it's good. Is Is Elder Taj back on yet?
1: Brother Taj, are you there with us?
4: Brother Taj.
1: Brother Taj. What I'm going to do for the family that's on the phone line, do you want me to just open the lines up and tell them to put their phones on mute in case the uh, call log might drop? I still want the family on the line. Um,
4: you can do that as
1: well. Yeah, if you want to do that. All right, for the callers you know that are on the line, I'm opening up it the lines. No instructions. at this yeah. moment. Just keep put your phones on mute so we don't hear your background talk and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? Some of the shows got messed up like that, so I, I beg you, you know what I mean, to, to you know, we're going in, we're doing what we got to do, but just put your phones on mute. So I'm going to go ahead and open up some of these lines. And we will get to you. Yes, we definitely will get to you. I think Taz mistook the meditation for the fallback hour. But nonetheless, that's peace. All right, so I got many lines opened up. And up. Um, I'm gonna am gonna go on to Columbus because we still doing the um the journey with Columbus and whatnot. All right. Okay. Yeah. Columbus was the major supplier of American slaves prior to 1500. As we said earlier, he caused some three thousand to perhaps 6,000 slaves to be sent to Europe, and also if they were able to believe that his plans were implemented to the Azores, Canary, Sierra, and Cabo Verde Island. These, three, these islands right here for the researchers must be studied and extensively, extensively studied. Cabo Verde, Canary Islands. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, because you're breaking up. If there's somebody who has their phone on right now, I appreciate it if you put it on mute because I'm we, we can hear the uh the background noise in your phone. Thank you. The joint sound super choppy. Family, please put your phone on mute. And um you know a piece of the family that won't be able to join us. check us out in the archives for the remainder of the show that you miss out on. Thank you word real talk, man for the family that showed up. this was a monumental show yeah i'm have to I'm gonna have to play this show all weekend yeah, yeah, made it happen yeah yeah, yeah definitely showed and proved that y'all ready to hear this information about the truth. you know what I'm saying,
5: yeah. It definitely is. Mom, everybody that came through showed showed that support and is definitely interested in uh, tuning into this particular information. Indeed.
1: Indeed.
3: Yeah,
5: go back
1: in then. Okay. By the year 1500, however, a great escalation began in the shipment of Americans across the Atlantic, other Spaniards.